Hey, when does the show start? Okay, okay, let's begin. One, two, three, four! It's time for four hours of intellectually immature nonsense. What's this monkey business going on today? This is The Bailey Show. Okay, let's do this. The BS. Let's go, you dumb idiots. Which Bailey? I, I say I'm an idiot all the time if I screw up. Nikki D. She's Nikki D. She's an influencer. Hey. <laughs> Nelson. Classic Nelson. This choked when the pressure was on. Son of The Bailey Show. Oh, yeah. On 98 Rock. Yeah, here it is Wednesday, the 25th day of October. 2023, thanks for being here. Good morning. My name is Jason Bailey. Right there, that's Nikki D. That is me. There is Nelson. Good morning. On the other side of the glass, that is Kyle. Your phone number, 916-909-0985. Use that to get it on the text machine. The Odyssey app, thebaileyshow.com, both those places. You can get our podcast or stream us. A new BS Uncensored uh, will be released today. That's your thing. Give us a like, share, follow on social at Listen to the BS and on YouTube at The Bailey Show, in which later on this morning you can get, from my understanding, the full-length video of us going through the Sacramento Scream Park and, more importantly, Nelson screaming like a little girl. <laughs> Very loudly, by the way. Yes, and we'll have the audio for you uh, with that about 9 a.m. And he looks very nervous. He's got this twitch with his right hand. You know, when it's something about him. Mm-hmm. You know, when we, we do a, we, we do something that's about now. He, centered around Nelson. Yeah, yeah centered, his right hand, I watch it. And it's got, he's on the mouse. And oh. he's got to click buttons over there. Mm-hmm. But it lifts and it, it goes down, it lifts, and then it, tw- yeah, that, twitch, twitches. Mm-hmm. Twitches. It has a nervous twitch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know that it's nervous. Well, what is what it? What is it? <laughs> getting ready. Getting ready, getting ready for what? Next four hours? <laughs> getting psyched? He's going to fire something, man. <laughs> getting psyched, getting game face on over there? You know, when, never, uh, you never know when you're going to have about... Uh, ah, he tuna is not meat. You know, learn something from this show. Yeah, that's that's not, that's not that doesn't get me. Like, you know, ahi tuna was not meat that night. But it is meat. It, no, it's protein. <laughs> There's a difference. <laughs> Put that in my rolls. <laughs> no, All right. Oh, no. Uh, tickets for Jay Leno in our city hall. That's going to be a great show. December 2nd at the venue, Thunder Valley, if you want those. Uh, what, today we're doing nothing personal because Jeopardy Jeff couldn't do today, so mm-hmm. he's doing tomorrow, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. All right, so we'll do a round of nothing personal closer to 8 o'clock. And, of course, more opportunities for the big fat bribe. That's why you're here, right? $500 numerous times throughout the day here on 98 Rock. We will definitely have an opportunity before 10 a.m. with us. Uh, so uh, I'll tell you what the song is that you'll be listening for next segment, and then I'll give you a heads up closer to when we do play the song for the $500. And if all goes well, special guest here uh, at the end of this hour at 7 a.m., uh, Desmond Child. You might not be familiar with the name Desmond Child, but just I guarantee there's not a song that is in Desmond Child's arsenal that he has written and or produced that you haven't either A, heard, or B, loved. Mm. Like, there's everything from Bon Jovi to Cisco's The Thong Song. I mean, like Alice Cooper to Ricky Martin. Yeah. <laughs> Katy Perry to Aerosmith. <laughs> this is the guy behind uh, all these songs, and he's got a, a, a memoir out, and we'll, we'll talk to him, so... It's always fascinating because very you know you you hear even for the 
music enthusiast or, you know, the amateur music enthusiast, you always hear the money is in the writing credits. Yes. Right? So mm-hmm. that's what I'm curious to talk to him about. When you see that song and then you see in parentheses the names next to that song, usually, I mean, as time has gone on in the music business, the lead singer of the bands have gotten smart mm-hmm. and they will add a word or two and they will just so they can put their name there. But the rest yep. of it is a Desmond Child. Right. And then you go, okay, well, does the song have to hit in order to get paid, or do you get paid either way? Because mm, is it a residual thing or not? I don't know the answer to that question. I've always thought you got paid either way. If you wrote on the song and the song made a dollar, you get something. See, I don't know. Maybe. I, I've, I have no idea. I cannot huh. honestly answer that. I have no idea. So lots going on this morning. So we hope that you uh, stick around. Uh, I am official now. I mean, I know I've always been official with the FBI, but now mm-hmm. I'm Real official? Why? Oh, Jesus. Oh, they gave you a T-shirt. No, I bought it at the gift shop. Oh. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) I was about to say, that's neat. Last week you got something, now they gave you T-shirts? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You made yourself official. I got you. Well, not everybody can shop at the FBI. Right, you have to get to the gift shop. Yeah, you try getting to that gift shop. I mean, I'm sure if you go to the building, you can go to the gift shop. You try getting in that building. No. You can't go in the building? No. No, there's not even like if you, let's say you have like a meeting with somebody or you're just going there to make contact with the FBI, you will stand outside the gate and they will send someone if they want to. Oh, it's oh a, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, it's a fortress. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's got iron gates and mm-hmm. little Sharpie things on top, and yeah, it's it's a thing. I need to go right over there and see what it looks like. It's, it's right by your house. It, yeah, literally, it's five minutes. <laughs> it is five minutes from my house. It looks like the most well-fortified Amazon warehouse. Like, it's <laughs> yeah. such a, like, an innocuous building. You just look at it and go, what's going on there? If you didn't see... The big gates that Bailey's talking about, you'd have no idea that like something important was happening. There. And when you're driving on Blue Oaks, you can see it plain as day. Mm, it's right off of there. But it doesn't scream FBI headquarters. No. Right. You're like, it's actually a really good example. Because not far from the FBI headquarters <laughs> is an Amazon fulfillment it is an center. Amazon warehouse. I right. know exactly where that is. <laughs> it's actually, they look kind of very right. similar. You're absolutely correct on that. So every Tuesday, for those that don't know, uh, I, uh, I go to this uh, extremely uh, classified class. <laughs> For the FBI, and there's there's a very select few of us, 39 other people. <laughs> so few. I mean, we consider the population of the area. So 39 is only a handful. <laughs> and very, very important people from all walks of life. I'll give you that. And yes. then me. Uh, and, and and then they feed us, which is very nice. I got there a little bit late, so I missed out on dinner. So, I, I mean, I got there. What was the dinner option this week? Because I know you slammed old girl for Chipotle last week. Uh, well, I didn't slam her. I just don't know why they put tomatoes and everything. <laughs> so, this week, somebody made ribs or bought ribs. Oh. And had uh, mac and cheese and some, uh, like, a, a Mexican street corn kind of thing. But I was so busy in the gift shop uh-huh. that by the time I got in, got into class, <laughs> there was only two ribs left. <laughs> and there was no mac and cheese. And uh, the Mexican street corn just didn't look all that great. You so. just keep missing dinner. You've only eaten dinner once, I think. <laughs> right. <started>. Yeah. <laughs> so I sit down, and they always put you at like a, a new table so you can meet new people, which is which is smart. And I sat down, and uh, and the guy I was at the table with the the, the guy that's over at uh, the the swap meet, the Danayos, the Neos, whatever. The, the, you know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And so I know him, and uh, he goes, "Oh, you're not going to eat." And I said, "You know." I'm watch my weight but you know there's no food left i got here late that's on me 
And he goes, well, I think there's – and the lady next to me goes, I think there's some couple ribs left. I was like, I'm not going to be the guy to get the last two ribs. No. You know, and she goes, okay. She goes, well, there's cookies. And I'm, I made the mistake of saying, you know what, <laughs> you know, because uh-huh. I don't do the sugar. I'm watching, watching – I'm trying to lose some LBs and stuff. But I got so hungry midway through because it's a three-hour class. I have to get a cookie. Uh-huh. Yeah, some quick carbs, they yeah, call that. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, I, I was I was getting lightheaded. So the speakers, again, I can only tell you um, so much sure, because of uh, the classified information that, that <laughs> right. they give us. Okay. But uh, the speakers were phenomenal. I mean, absolutely phenomenal. Um, well, can but, you tell us what you learned this time? What was the topic? I learned, so a big case here, in not only Sacramento, but California in general, was the Papini case where it was this young lady who was kidnapped, allegedly, Mm -hmm. and uh, the entire state stopped. And all law enforcement, all hands on deck, they go to find this woman. They later find out that she was phony baloney. Oh, Oh, like old girl in Alabama. Just like Carly. old girl in Alabama, yeah. Mm-mm-mm. So that was interesting because you know you're you're hearing you know the, there's only so much information they can give us the, the information that had already been released to the public, but you know you're talking you're, the agent that was a part of this is mm-hmm. telling you about the story. It it kind of it, it the story's told a little bit different when the agent from the FBI is telling right. you about the story he worked on. The guest, uh, one of these gentlemen, um, God, I forget the names, but I actually had to talk. To, well, this you'll like. This you'll this you'll find. So there's a counter the counterintelligence mm-hmm. part of the FBI. This gentleman is a counterintelligence agent. Okay. I find that probably the most fascinating out of all because it's the mind game. It's Big Brother mm-hmm. in the FBI. Oh, I love it. And I like to pride myself on somebody that's pretty good at this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So this gentleman, obviously an expert, and again, there was very little that he could talk about because that is all classified, especially the information that I know. Oh, God. <laughs> But I asked him, you know, afterwards they asked for question, uh, questions, and I asked him, I said, uh, your ability is obviously very unique within the FBI. How much is God-given and how much is learned? That's a good question. Mm-hmm. That is a good question. Great question. It's a great question. You know, thank you. I did get a standing uh, applause in the classroom. Did you? Not really. It's a live reenactment. <laughs> right? actually, actually, I, I got, got that highly. I, I, you know, you feel good when they go, that's a great question. Because he goes, that's a great question. And he kind of gave me this kind of PC answer at first. He's like, you know, blah, blah, blah. And he put over the FBI and stuff. And then he comes back and he says, but I will tell you, there is a knack for what I do. They're all very humble. He goes, there is a knack for what I do. And there's something about what I do that you know you have it. And I said, and, and, and he kind of looks at me weird, like, why did you ask that? And I said, because I can tell you in your younger days were the class clown, maybe slight bully. You have some rough edges and you've had some trouble. And that got you to this point. I'd even say you're a Gemini. And he Where looks. Where did you get that from? He looks at me and he kind of cocks his head and he goes, "All those things are true." Wow. Dang. He thought you were a little mind reader, a little and prophet. Blown or away. That mm. immediately takes me back to Criminal Minds. It's a courtroom scene where he's like, "Your socks are not the right height," and Churchill Downs is sending you race results every thirty minutes, which means you got a gambling problem. You well, read that, dude? Yeah. Well, that's why I, I you know, and I, I can tell you, all eyes are on me. <laughs> <laughs> in the class. <laughs> and, then, you know, I'm just waiting for the last day. And they pull me aside and they take me in that men in black room. Uh-huh. I'm going to know what to do at the table. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> yeah. And the gentleman that the agent that we'll have in next week, uh, fascinating guy. He is a toss up between Paul Rudd and Jesse Eisenberg. Oh. And he works with. It's a weird combination. Mm-hmm. Child extortion cases. 
Oh, where you try to kidnap the kids and get money out of their parents or family or whatever. And as serious and as titillating as it can be, it is real and it is scary. And he'll be in next Friday for FBI Fridays with us to talk briefly about that. And it is fascinating. Absolutely fascinating. Very educational. This Saturday's gun range day. Oh, so you got to go back out on Saturday. Yep, go back out on Saturday. Can't tell you what. Well, classified. Well, what time? Like well, nine a.m., but I can't tell maybe. you. Maybe, maybe. Oh, okay. Yeah. Why you can't go? Well, because we gotta go to the haunted house. So I was making sure we can go later. Oh no, we're not shoot. We're not night shooting. Not okay. Night. Like, I don't know what how this is going. It's not like extreme. <laughs> I don't know how deep they, they the turn me around. Yeah, where the <laughs> targets are glow. Uh-huh. <laughs> they got a DJ. You nuke them till they glow, and then you night strike. You never know. Then afterwards, you do some extreme bowling. <laughs> Cosmic, they call that. <laughs> cosmic bowling. Cosmic <laughs> cosmic rain shooting. <laughs> the song that will make you $500. I'm going to tell you what that is here when uh, we return. Hang on. Show me the money. money. All right. It's 98 Rocks. Big Fat Ride. Another day, some more money that should be exciting for you. The Big Fat Bribe continues here on 98 Rock. You will be listening for this song today. And when it plays, be caller 18, and that would be Van Halen, Running with the Devil. Are you yeah, saying? I know this. <laughs> yeah, I know this song. I didn't think you said devil. Oh. Devil. Oh, okay. the, the devil is real. Okay, I, I don't get. See, that's the devil comes out. Yeah. When you say it, you start getting devilish. No, I'm not devilish. I'm just saying I say devil. Well, there's certain things you don't say. You don't curse. And uh, I didn't think you said devil. No, I say I'm, devil. Okay, well, I. I just don't walk around all day and say devil, 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 devil. No, but you I do say not. it. But you do say anomaly. No, 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 no. I learned what an anomaly was because of Finding Nemo. I learned what the devil was listening to Van Halen. All right, so, uh, yeah, $500 in your pocket when you hear Van Halen's Running with the Devil. Be caller 18. The phone number, you should have this in your cell already, 916-909-0985. Numerous opportunities throughout the day. This will continue for weeks, right? But today, let's focus on today. Uh, numerous opportunities uh, throughout the day on 98 Rock. So when you hear it, be caller 18. We will have the opportunity before 10 a.m. And what song is that? <clears throat> uh, well, Nikki, you tell us. It's Running with the Devil. By? See, go ahead. By um, Van Halen. There you go. <laughs> I, was trying to get, I just wanted to hear it from you. What, what song was it, Bailey? Van Halen running with the devil. See, now Nikki D, for the first time ever, is saying it right, and you are saying it incorrect. Whoa. Because it's running. Running. What did I say? You keep hitting that G. You say no G because you want to be so proper in things. Oh. You said running. <laughs> it's uh, Van Halen running with the devil. It's just running. It's Sir Van Halen <laughs> <laughs> trotting with Satan. <laughs> Doing a 4K with Satan. <laughs> a 4K in Hades. <clears throat> Kirk Cobain's daughter, Frances Bean Cobain has married for a second time, and she married Tony Hawk's son. God, that makes me feel old. <clears throat> Not only that she's getting married, but that I found out she got married before. <clears throat> yeah, she was married before. The guy before was a musician. <clears throat> he was kind of a you know nobody, but they had a, a falling out, and they, they were fighting over one of Kurt Cobain's guitars, which I would fight over, too. Like, if you're not going to stay with me, then give me the guitar back. 
You don't deserve. Yeah, well, yeah, that. like that. You don't <clears throat> fight over that. That's her guitar. Michael Stipe of REM officiated the just wedding, and it wild. wasn't a big wedding. I think they just went down and, and got the paperwork done. Uh, he's her godfather, and I believe her godmother is Drew Barrymore. So when I saw this story, you know, good for her, congratulations, Ooh, right. and all that good stuff, right? But when I saw this, you know, I'm going, I, obviously, I'm just saying if I were her age and I married, I, I don't think I could marry somebody that I loved their father or somebody in their family so much. Uh-huh. I'd be too much of a mark. Right. You, you know what I mean? And I'm sure it's different because if you're Tony Hawk's son, you've been around this your entire, I mean, you're. You're the son of Tony Hawk. Right. Right, so it's not... It's different for them. It, they grew up in this. It is different. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when you take a civilian and you throw the civilian into that world, mm-hmm. um, even though Frances Bean Cobain is not, like, she's not in the, the spotlight. No. Well, either is Tony Hawk's son, I don't think. No, this is the first I've heard of him. You know, they just grew up in that world. Sure. But I, I would ask so many questions, especially with Kurt Cobain, because there's so much mystery and controversy. Well, and I wonder how much they have in common then, because they're the children of famous people. Well, probably a lot. I was going to mm-hmm. say, they probably have a lot in common because they understand the lifestyle. They grew up the same, the, the, the spotlight, people. Well, so, I'd yeah. say Tony Hawk's kid probably grew up a little bit nicer than Frances Bean Cobain did. I mean, most of her life oh, was yeah. without Kurt. Yeah, but you got to think Tony Hawk. I mean, go back to when Tony Hawk was just a punk kid skateboarder. Uh-huh. I mean, that that world, it, it's changed a lot now. But, you know, in the early days, the pioneering days of skateboarding, skateboarding and punk, and you could throw grunge in there because grunge yep. is just a, an offset of punk, uh, they were hand in hand. Mm-hmm. You know, like the CYK days, you know, with skateboarding oh, yeah. and, and stuff like that. So if you were a skateboarder, you were in the music world. Mm-hmm. If you it, well in that genre, and if you were in that genre, you were you're probably skateboarding. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So their 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 paths probably their chain wallets and skateboards went together. Yes. Right, and Dicky shorts. Right. You know, so their 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 parents probably crossed paths a mm-hmm. lot. Crossed paths a lot uh, growing up. I just I'm, I was looking at the story, and she's such a beautiful girl, but. And you wonder, because it looks like she's got a, a pretty normal life. Like, she's put together well. She's uh-huh. put a head on her shoulders. And so, and you go, if you've had those parents and what they went through when they were younger, uh, and even probably Courtney Love still to this day, you go, how did you, how did you, how did you make it out? How? Right. You just, yeah, like, I mean, the odds were against you. Yeah, you were raised by Courtney. Same thing with Michael Jackson's kids. You know, yeah. look at Michael Jackson's kids. Those kids couldn't have had a normal, they definitely didn't have a normal upbringing. No, 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 they did not. But his daughter, because I've heard her speak recently, she sounds like she has a very good head on her shoulders. I was listening to her talk when people were coming after her for something she posted on his birthday. And I can't remember the remark she made, but I thought, gosh, she is smart. I like yeah. that. I liked her this comeback. Is, this today. is the daughter with De- Debbie Deborah Rowe, right? Uh, well, all the children are with her, right? Right. Oh, all the children. Okay. Mm-hmm. And she was like, Paris, you're talking Paris about. Paris is her name, yeah. She was like a, a nobody. Like, no. just had kids with this woman. Uh-huh. Right? I mean, I don't even know the whole story, but she's, she was never in the spotlight. She was Mm-mm. never, she wasn't a musician. She wasn't an actor. She wasn't anything. No. He just, just wanted kids. So he just wanted, excuse me, Deb, you keep busy. Just wanted kids. Give me kids. <laughs> so he, those kids have that normal gene from those kids. Uh-huh. You know, not to say Michael Jackson wasn't normal at one he point. He was at some point. I know, it but just the industry corrupted him. Totally, the industry. I mean, that's what it does to people. And Well, his father didn't help that either. I was about to say either. his dad probably corrupted him a little bit more than the industry even did. 
as, as a kid. Yes. Right. I mean, he, he was doomed from the beginning. Absolutely. Yes. I mean, he was, he was set for stardom at the beginning, but then you know he was doomed afterwards. One of the, the things th- he said is he wished if he could go back in time, he could have just been a normal kid and had a normal childhood and done something as simple as go outside to play. He yeah. was never able to do that. And for him, I wish he could have, but, man, selfishly, all that music we got. I never Still, met him. You know you, what I, mean? I feel like there's a balance with being able to do both. Uh-huh. Yeah, but would you rather go out? ABC. Yeah, as <laughs> as that mystery. Kurt Cobain, Michael Jackson, you know, Jimi uh-huh. Hendrix, you name it. Janis Joplin. Mm-hmm. You go out or do you grow old and then people, you know, times change. People forget. They don't know. Mm-hmm. They discount you. I mean, look at, say, Eddie Vedder, which was Kirk. Cobain's counterpart, yep. you know, as he's gotten older, he still puts out good music because I'm an Eddie Vedder fan. I'm a Pearl Jam truther, sure. right? But you go and you ask an 18-year-old, mm-hmm. that's old person music. Well, look at when uh, Kanye and Paul McCartney did that. Yeah, nobody knew. Group up. Oh, they so, so glad you could bring that old guy with you, Kanye. Yeah, this guy's career is about to blow up. But I guarantee you, any of those people you name that are dead now mm-hmm. would say they would rather grow old. Oh, of course they would. <laughs> they would rather grow old. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, I don't know. Some of them, I think they believe that they were destined to go out early. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, they, they, they were in the mindset of, I mean, I think even some of them called it, right? Yes. It was like, I'm destined to do this. And only this, and go out, and only the good die young. Mm-hmm. I mean that—that's a—that's a, that used to be a, a mindset, right? You know, that's beforehand. Now that they've died, I'm sure if they could come back, they'd be like, "Yeah, I don't—I don't like being dead. I want to grow old." I—I I don't know. I would disagree with you that on Kurt Cobain. I think I think uh, he Cobain was, would be the only one. I think the others. I think Mama Cass would love to have that heart attack back. Or, he has or a daughter. He would love to be here right now to see his daughter be married. I guarantee you, he would. Maybe. I guarantee you he Second would. Second married, though? I don't care how many married. He'd be happy to see his daughter get you're married. You're right. You're right. You're right. I know I'm right. When I'm right, I'm right. Yeah. It's, I'm telling you you're if, right. If you could ask him, you know, first one, yes. Second one, yes. <laughs> right. I'm glad things worked out the way they did. <laughs> Let me go back to sleep. <laughs> All right, first round of headlines. What do you got? I'm going to tell you how a naked man ended up in a local woman's home and why Duncan had to pay out $3 million. All right, two big stories from today. Getting you to learn with your first round of headlines here in a minute. Stand by for news. News, 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 It's time for today's top two. First round of headlines. Big thanks to Good Guys Heating and Air. GoodGuysHeatingCooling.com. Nikki D. A woman in Midtown says she's out of here. H1. I knew that someone was in here. Right here, he was he was standing. He was completely naked. We made eye contact, and he just reached for himself. And he just looked at me, and he said, if you want to have sex with me, I'm not going to say no. Scary is something I hope I never have to endure in my lifetime. This woman lives locally here in Midtown Sacramento. She said her dogs were barking in the in the middle of the night, which is what woke her up. Well, actually, early morning, which woke her up. And so she went to see what her dogs were barking at, and she noticed her back window screen was pushed out. So she said she immediately knew at that point that there was someone in her home. So she opens up these um, doors to go into another part of her home. And this man is standing right in the middle of her living room, completely naked, no clothes on. She calls the cops, 
but no one answered 911. She called right. multiple times. Mm. So her neighbor ended up coming, helping her get this man out of her home. Then the cops were able to show up uh, sometime after that and arrest this guy. And then he asked her, he's like, hey, look, if you want to have sex, that's cool. We can do that. Yeah, that's what, what I played in yeah, the it was clip. That, yeah, the play. Mm-hmm. And, and her family members, law enforcement too, right? Yeah, she, but they, they lived a little bit far away. So she were calling them and they were kind of guiding her on what to do. It's so like she had, what, three dogs and two of them left with her when she left the house and the other one stayed behind. The smallest <laughs> out of the three is the one that stayed behind and stayed barking at the dude. I'm like, that would have been my dog. <laughs> I, I would have Where was the dog at? when he was breaking in like right the, the dogs heard him that's what woke oh, her up okay. they were barking at him when, when he was breaking in but most of these dogs that we own are not killers so they're not gonna bite them they're just gonna bark thank god i have petunia oh, she's god. a killer <laughs> <laughs> she's gonna kill him i've got, I've got five dogs milton maybe you know but he's like 14 so he's just gonna be like oh, i got the no. energy for this kind of stuff <laughs> what petunia will do is she'll knock over the intruder's glass and then get him uh get him in trouble for spilling in the right thing. exactly <laughs> and then i want to play with the ball <laughs> so let me ask you this what if uh, a man breaks into your house he did no i uh, nikki i'm I, talking about nikki nikki d there's a naked man in her living room we're reporting a murder right now let me finish my hypothetical <laughs> jesus man breaks in your house and he's actually attractive, Uh-oh. and he's kind of normal. And he says, hey, if you want to have sex, you know, I mean, it's been a minute for you, right? And uh, you look at him and say, okay, I mean, why not? Maybe this is fate. <laughs> right? Look at it a different There way. is no time, place, planet. I don't care if I'm sex-deprived or not. I am not <laughs> sleeping with a stranger that breaks into my home because something is wrong with him. Mm. He's not normal. I Well, maybe he just loves you. No, <laughs> right? he does not. You love me, do normal things. Ask me on a date. Don't break into my house. Break in the windows of love. No. <laughs> no. Yeah. I guarantee if those roles were reversed and you were to ask a guy mm-hmm. in that situation, if a woman broke into the house, stayed in the middle of the living room naked, and was attractive and clean and fairly normal and said, hey, look, if you want to have sex, that, this conversation would be going totally different. Because a man wouldn't feel endangered by a woman. Mm-hmm. We would feel endangered by a man breaking into our home. A woman probably is not going to overpower you. So, of course, men are going to think about that differently. Nelson's like, oh, my God, I got a break in, Trudy. Yeah, right. It's <laughs> the best day of my life. <laughs> so, like, And they said you couldn't just wait for it to come to you. He would come in the next morning and be like, guys, you're not going to believe what happened. Uh-huh. We've got to talk about it. No, Nelson, we don't believe this. You're All those this thoughts ran through my mind that day. I told you I let that delivery guy come use my bathroom. I'm like, what am I thinking? Oh, yeah. What were you thinking? I don't know. He was arrested, right? The guy? Yeah. No, he didn't do anything. No, no, not that guy. This guy. Oh, this the guy, yes. He guy. was arrested. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, no. If you're, if, you're, if, if you're wondering, Sacramento, why you haven't got an Amazon package the last couple of weeks, it's because Nikki gets them all arrested. <laughs> no. no, this guy was arrested. They don't all do anything wrong. They just show up and she gets them arrested. <laughs> <laughs> All right, second story. A coffee spill cost Duncan $3 million, H2. Her attorneys claimed that the lid came off as she was handed the cup, causing burns on her thighs, groin, and abdomen. She's had over $2,000 and $200,000, excuse me, in medical bills and still struggles with daily tasks. An elderly woman in Georgia went to Dunkin' Donuts and she said they didn't have the lid on, spilled coffee on her. This case has been going on since 2021. Well, they recently settled out of court with her for $3 million. That means she had some extensive burns. 
Well, they said she had over $200,000 in uh, medical bills and that she still mm. can't properly function. But, mm. I mean, her attorney was Morgan & Morgan. Oh. I see them on TV and on billboards. So, mm, oh, I, he's, I, I grew up with John. Oh, you know him? I know Personally? I know oh, John. Well, let me not talk about your friend. I, I, well, he's uh, look at the smirk on his face. I think he, I think you're in the clear. <laughs> I was about to say, mm. Jay, based out of Orlando, <laughs> I I know. Yeah, it, they they will get their money. That's <laughs> exactly what I was gonna say. They will get their money. They will get their money one way or the other. I don't mm-hmm. know about two hundred thousand dollars, but like they handed her the coffee without a, a lid. No, the lid was, was just loose. not secure gotcha. and it spilled in her lap. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. That's a lot of money. Yeah. Well, I mean, coffee spill. I mean, you don't want to be on the wrong side of the McDonald's thing right now, so I just I think we just go. That old lady deserved her money. I think because- I'm ta- I think I'm taking a trip to Dunkin' Donuts today. And hope <laughs> right. It'll look fine in one. There's like one in town. Hope hope I'm, hope I get a coffee with a busted lid. Jesus. Uh, the iconic Grammy Award winning, Emmy nominated songwriter producer. He's contributed to some of the biggest global hits that's helped ignite success of music icons like Kiss. Bon Jovi, Aerosmith, Alice Cooper, Ricky Martin, Katy Perry, you name it. And his first ever memoir, Living on a Prayer, Living on a Prayer, <laughs> Big Songs, Big Life, which mm-hmm. comes out uh, next month. Desmond Child, maybe not a household name to you, but just about every song he's written and produced you know or you love. So if all goes well, uh, Desmond Child will join the program here in a minute. Here. Hey, welcome back. It's the BS. My name's Jason Bailey. There's Nikki D. What are you laughing at over there? Uh, Were you crying, laughing, allergies, what? I was laughing. A friend of mine sent me a video of somebody on the streaming platform that we're all on. I guess this person now is trying to pray, like what I normally do on my streams. And, oh, and not that Violent. other people can't pray. They can. It's just, it's just a little comical to us. And she's like, we need you to come back because I haven't been streaming. She's like... We really need you. Like, Hold on, I'm sorry. I missed it. You're laughing because she wants you to pray? Because of how this person praying looked. It just was funny. Oh, so she can. <laughs> now, can you hear this? Yes, I'm, she can I'm laugh. listening. Oh, this is interesting. So you can laugh at somebody and how they pray, <laughs> but when Nelson and I fear our lives yes. are in danger because of how you angry pray, stone cold god awful. <laughs> Oh, God, you've got to take me in with the devil, with the devil, because I'm going to be there with the holy water. The Lord raised my stream because you know <laughs> I can't pass the cross down the road to the pearly gates unless you come. And if you're listening, I will eat you. <laughs> yeah. No, there is a Accurate. difference in <laughs> my prayer, okay, because I'm actually anointed to pray. Everybody Annoying. that prays is not anointed to do so. Well, so sometimes mean? when you see these things or you hear them, it's a little bit comical. She, but it's good that, that they, they're trying. This is this is know? this is the narcissist narcissism no! of the prayer in the prayer world. She feels like she's she's allowed to do whatever. Who anoints you? I'm ordained. God. Am I anointed? God. No. But not. her but her friend on the Meat Flap app that wants her to come and pray with her on the stream. That, that she also used to pray on. Not anointed. God doesn't like her. God no, only likes Nikki. God, God does not only like me. I'm not the only person that is anointed. There are just people when you pray that you can feel it, you can hear it, and you know it. And then there are people who are not. They're just doing something to do it. And again, I'm not knocking her praying. Mm-hmm. She can pray all she I'm wants like to. You are. It's just, a, <laughs> I'm not. 
Yeah, it was just are. a little textbook funny. definition what? of knocking. Like she has this music playing in the background. The music's way too loud, so you can barely hear the music. And then she's she's using the music to try to drown out the fact that she's not really sure in what she's even praying about. No, you literally are knocking her. I mean, yeah. I, mean I mean, like, I mean, you. I'm not knocking her, I'm but she's bad at what she does. It. I'm not. I don't want to point any fingers, but you're a problem. You guys are asking me. <laughs> I, okay, yeah. I'm explaining it to you because you're asking. God, I'd me. hate to be holy around Nikki. Jesus, <laughs> <laughs> talk about being judged. She's up in church. She's got. She's got number cards. Like mm-hmm. she. Oh, that's a four. <laughs> No, I can recognize, mm-hmm. though, when mm-hmm. I go to a church, if anointing's there or not. And if it's not, I typically leave. Are you saying anointing or anointing? anointing? Anointing. The oil from God, the power, the spirit, whatever you want to call it. I know when it's present and when it's not. I mean, one of the three of us in this room is a reverend, so I don't know about anointed or not. but No, you went and got a piece of paper or a certificate offline or something to marry people. That doesn't make you an actual I reverend. I am You're not Reverend ordained. Nelson. Well, one of us is in the You FBI. don't even know the Bible. I know enough of it. It's a black book. Mine yeah, was red. I don't know the Bible. Actually. Mine, mine was red on the outside of the pages. And I, I have a couple free green ones still at the house. <laughs> I, I can't bring myself to throw them away. I thou just, shalt not what not. Thou shalt not throw away thy Bible. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, Donna, if you can hang on for us, it looks like Desmond Child is uh, calling in on the hotline. So we'll spend a few minutes with uh, Desmond Child. Uh, Kyle's putting him on hold as we speak. Mm -hmm. So let me set it up here. Uh, He is the iconic Grammy Award-winning and Emmy-nominated songwriter, producer. Uh, I mean, there's just about zero songs that he's written or produced. Yeah, that you don't know. That you don't know. I mean, it must be nice. Yes. Long list. (laughs) You know, it, it must be nice, Desmond, to... Walk in a grocery store, get in an elevator, <laughs> listen to the radio, and go, you know what? I wrote that. That's Bon Jovi's Kisses, Aerosmith's, Alice Cooper's, Ricky Martin, Katy Perry, Cisco. I wrote that song. It must be a good feeling, Desmond. Good morning. Hey, yeah, it is a good feeling. I'm sure it is. <laughs> yeah. I was watching I was watching late night TV and I saw this kind of it was very like kind of uh, low fi like Korean dance number you know with a singer and they're singing in korean and suddenly i realized it's i was made for loving you by kiss yeah it's my song it was so cool i'm sure it is man uh we appreciate your time uh just what an absolute honor to have you on your first ever memoir living on a prayer big songs big life you know out of all the artists that you've worked with and i mean we're talking over 80 top 40 hits selling over 500 million records worldwide you've been a part of this um you name your first ever memoir "Living on a Prayer," so that tells me that Desmond, you your favorite was Bon Jovi to work with, right? Of course. Well, <laughs> I I just love you know Bon Jovi the band and uh, John Bon Jovi is a very close personal friend. He's the godfather to uh, our sons Roman and Nero, mm. and um, they're twenty one now, and they they were born the day after Jake. Bon Jovi. So we were all at the hospital, me and my husband and, and Dorothea and, and John, uh, you know, it was like, it was all happening at the same time. <laughs> and so we've stayed very close. Yes. Yeah. Wow. That's so cool. What is the favorite song that you've written and or produced? Most proud of? Wow. I, I, I think I, I just, oh my God, they're, they're like so many, but I think I hate myself for loving you. With Joan Jett. 
Oh. I, I just love Joan Jett. And recently, Dolly Parton recorded the song yeah. featuring Joan and on her new album called Rockstar. Yeah. So I haven't heard it yet, but I'm like dying to hear it. I feel like I need to just sit here and thank you for all these songs. <laughs> right. I want to know what your favorite genre is, because it seems like you kind of jump around, and then I saw that you started in R&B. So, like, what is your favorite genre if you had to pick one? <laughs> that I have actually worked in. Actually, my favorite genre is Britpop of the 80s, like Duran Duran and Tears <laughs> oh. for Fears and yeah. all that, because that wasn't the kind of music that I was, successful in so i always like coveted you know all those uh, you know depeche mode and you know of course you too and in excess all of that was like foreign to me but um i just you know i love working in any genre because it's really about the artist it's about the message and i was very happy that i got a chance to work in latin music which is you know how i grew up my mother was the Latin songwriter, Cuban songwriter, Elena Casals, known as La Musa. So at a certain point, uh, I went back to Miami and I met Ricky Martin. And we started writing together and working together with Draco Rosa and uh, kind of changed the course of, of Latin music. Yeah, uh, I, I we were talking about this earlier, uh, Desmond, about the songwriting credits. And I still, after, you know, my couple decades in this business don't understand the process. We've always kind of understood on this side of things that if your name's in the parentheses, then that's when you're getting your paycheck. Mm -hmm. That's why some of these artists will say, I contributed, mm -hmm. I put in the and and so they can get that payday. Do you get, if you don't mind me asking, but do you get paid either way on a song, whether it's a hit or not, or is it a residual basis? How does it work? Well, now it's, come to like the only real money is in airplay terrestrial airplay on the radio really? because uh streaming reduced our rates like minuscule amounts and so there's really very very hard to have a career in music right now and so then what it does is it cre it creates a, a stress to the creative process because you said well i better write the single i better write the hit or else this afternoon that, you know, cost me a lot to fly here and stay at the hotel and everything. Uh, how am I going to pay for that? And so that's a bad way to be creative. And, um, you know, I preferred the bad old days, you know, when there was payola. Yeah, right. <laughs> where you could pay, pay to have your, your record played. Yeah, right. Because it really takes repeated listening for a song to stick. You know, and so uh, it's so crazy when you find out how many songs are released every day on Spotify. Right, like right. Tens of thousands of songs. I think there's like a Spotify channel or a system or distribution system or whatever where the songs haven't even been heard one time. So once somebody like listens to it, then it crosses over to the real Spotify. Yeah. I mean, it just uh, needs one listen. You know, so, I mean, it's wonderful and, uh, you know, that so many people with the, the synthesizers and this and that and their little bedrooms and all that can create music. But to create a star, you have to have, you know, the wherewithal to put somebody on tour so that they get good at what they do and um, become great performers 
and all of that kind of stuff, you know, it's just very, very difficult in these days. So for, like, the new and upcoming person, the easiest way to be a Desmond Child is to already be Desmond Child is what you're saying. <laughs> like, you have access to these exactly. famous people because of your success. It's That's true, but I, I if I had any uh, advice, it's like you have to look inside yourself. Are you an artist? What is your motivation? Are, are, you, are you a person that's gotta sing, gotta dance, gotta write, you know, or, or do you just watch, uh, you know, um, music competition shows and say, I want to be famous. Yeah. The, the, and, you know, cause that's the kind of world that we live in. Yeah. There, there used and to be, so, go ahead. I'm if, sorry. If you have that dedication, move to a music town where people are making music like LA, Nashville, you know, New York, you know, Atlanta, Miami, depending on the genre, and become part of it. Meet people, get in there, get in on the writing sessions, just prove yourself. And that's what it takes to make it these days. There used to be a saying back in the day in radio where they used to, we used to have music directors, you know, back to what Desmond was saying. And, you know, if the music director came to work with new sneakers on, you knew that there was a, uh, a new record that was going to be spun <laughs> because because that's what the music director. I love the bad old days yeah. because you could. What's the difference between honestly between buying time on a radio station to promote your product, you know, Jordan jeans or whatever, and buying time on a radio station to promote your song? Mm -hmm. Why is that any different? Well, the rules the rules have changed, but they're exactly the same. Right. They're just more transparent. Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. it, it's 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 a very hypocritical system, and you know that better than anybody else. But look, um, uh, before I let you go, I do want to ask this last question. And and again, the first ever memoir from Desmond Child here, "Living on a Prayer." Big songs, big life. Out September nineteenth. Very important for everybody to know that. Uh, when you work with an A list uh, artist. Um, you know, I think most people think that they're very difficult, whoever that may be. Steven Tyler, John Bon Jovi, Sebastian Bach, Paul Stanley, whoever. Uh, is that true? Billy Squire. I mean, when you worked with these, Michael Bolton, was it difficult to work with them? You know, the problem is that once somebody's already famous, it, you know, they live in a world where they're judged by, you know, the next note they sing. So it puts them in a state where they, they're kind of saying, well, um, is that really what my fans want? They second-guess themselves. And, you know, one of the, the qualities I think I have is empathy. So once you get somebody talking about something other than, than music, their life, and this and that, I'm writing down all the stuff they say, and pretty soon that turns into a song. And then they're singing something that's authentic to them. And usually that's what's most successful. Not trying to, you know, make your next song sound like your last one. Mm -hmm. You know, being afraid that nobody will like anything other than that beat or that those chords or that theme. Because mm -hmm. that's not a way to be an artist. You have to renew yourself. And, you know, one of the things that also happens is that when somebody's super successful, all the, uh, you know, People suck up to them, and they, they're yes-men, and they don't tell them the truth. And so then they lose themselves, and, 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 and then all of a sudden, when they stop having the hits, then those people are gone. 
they find somebody else to suck up to. Yeah. And that's a cruel reality yeah. of, of, you know, the entertainment industry. Well, thank you for all these songs, especially Trash by Alice Cooper, New Jersey from Bon Jovi. I could go on and on, but uh, just so many soundtracks of my life. Yeah, this list is inspiring for it's, sure. It's insane. So, song, song, got me through college. Thank song, you. Song, got him through college. Um, <laughs> again, Living on a Prayer, Big Songs, Big Life, out September 19th. It is the iconic Grammy Award-winning, Emmy-nominated songwriter-producer, the great Desmond Child. Hopefully we can get you back on, maybe get you on the podcast, spend some more time with you. I have so many questions. Invite uh, me, invite me. Yeah. I, I love to talk about myself. <laughs> <laughs> we like to talk about yourself. All right, Desmond, have a great day. and Best of luck with the memoir, all right? Bye, you guys. Thank Bye. you. We'll see you. I spent an hour with that guy. He's so cool. So many cool. I mean, like, just do yourself a favor right now. We just got a taste of Desmond Child, but just uh, Google Desmond Child and look at all the songs and go, oh, my God, I can't believe he wrote that. Mm-hmm. It'll blow your mind that so many songs of your life, soundtrack of your life, came from this man's brain. And, again, so many different genres, not just one. All right. $500. It is the big fat bribe. When you listen to 98 Rock, you're listening for a song today. Van Halen, Running with the Devil, got a good feeling it might be coming up here soon. Mm. When you hear it, be caller 18, 916-909-0985. We'll give you 500 bucks if it happens. You never know. Just keep listening. Hang on. Show me the money. money. All right. It's 98 Rocks. Big Fat Rhyme. That means once again, you listen to 98 Rock today, chance to win $500. All you need to do is hear... That song, Van Halen, running, no G, with the devil, be caller 18, and then you win the duckies. Yep. It's the BS. What is your name? Who is this? Uh, this is Zach. Zach? <laughs> is that your name, Zach? Yeah. Yeah? Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are you doing, Zach? On my way to work. Oh, man. What do you do for a living? Uh, general contractor. You knew it was something manly with a deep voice like that. He sounds mm-hmm. like a man, doesn't he? Yeah. Zach. Yeah. You know if you give him a handshake and you don't come correct, he's going to crush your, all the bones in your hand. Zach, I bet you $500 you're wearing a plaid shirt right now. Uh, no, sir. A company shirt. Ah. Oh. You sound like a plaid flannel uh-huh. guy, right? Work boot. You got work boots on, I bet, yeah? Oh, definitely. Yeah, and I guarantee you got a big jug of water in your truck. Yep. Yep. Because, and a couple beers for after work. Yeah. <laughs> Anytime you have one of these folks at your house and you offer them water, they're like, "No, nah, I'm good. I got. I got." It's like they've got endless water in their vehicle. <laughs> All right. Enough of the enough of the yep. chit chat. You don't want to talk to me. I know you don't. You want five hundred dollars. So I got to tell you what, Zach. You're going to work. We're very excited to you listen to ninety eight rock. We're very excited to you listen to the BS. Congratulations. We got five hundred dollars for you, my friend. Wow, you guys are awesome. Thanks. You are welcome. What are we doing with the $500? Oh, I actually just bought a house, and I need a backyard. It's all dirt. Well, I hope the $500 gets you there. I was about there. to say, it might get you some rock. You, you might want to <laughs> continue to listen in on a rock for some more opportunities. It's going to help for sure. <laughs> all right, brother, man. We appreciate you. Uh, have a great day at work, and I'm going to put you on hold, and that $500 is going to your backyard, all right? All right, appreciate it. Thanks a lot. You're welcome, sir. Look at that. Guy just cruising to work, a little, little dragging ass a little bit in the morning, mm-hmm. a little sleepy. You know, he's got a long day. Listening to a radio station, he wins himself 500 bucks. Hard-working man, man, too. Can't, you, can't, you can't beat that. And I was just, you know, we just had Desmond Child on the uh, 
the singer-songwriter and award-winning and Grammy-nominated and all that stuff. Yeah, like if I'm just going through, like I told you to do, just go through like his wiki and just look through all the songs that he's written or produced. Uh, it, 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 I, am I the only one that's just blown away by the whole idea that this one man that we spoke to has written all these songs? No, not blown away at all. Right. I just kept scrolling and scrolling and scrolling. I'm like, this list is never ending. Uh-huh. And I saw artists I had no idea. One of my favorite artists, he wrote two of her songs, Joss Stone. Josh Stone, yeah. yeah. Josh Stone. I'm like, this guy's a machine. It's it's like when you're, you know, I remember one night I was in a strip club, and this was years ago, and uh, Shinedown had just kind of broke, right? And they were playing Shinedown in the strip club. Mm-hmm. And I had texted Brent, and I had said, uh, Brent Smith of Shinedown, I said, you know you've made it when your song is being played in a strip club. Yep. And uh, he says, you're right, we made it. You know, it was, it was something to that effect, you know. And then I think the last time I saw him, I, because I, every time I see him, I'll say something similar. And uh, now, like, you go, you know, some of the best playlists are at the grocery store now. Uh, yeah. You know, and like, you know, if you ever play the game, you know, I feel old when. Mm-hmm. You feel old when you're at the grocery store and they're playing Guns N' Roses, yeah. you know, or a rock song that at one time when it came out, it was kind of taboo. And if you listen to it, you were alienated from Joe General Public mm-hmm. because you were that guy. You were the bad boy. You're mm. listening to Guns N' Roses. Or Red Hot Chili Peppers. No. No. Why, why do you guys get silent? Because you keep going back to Red Hot Chili Peppers <laughs> like they're some like heavy rock band. They like. are. <laughs> Nikki, I, under, I appreciate what you're trying to do. Okay, well, it, fine. It, I won't talk about it. it. Get, get into the Red Hot. I, no. You want to get into the conversation, but you know damn well what? You have never been in any place at any time <laughs> and said to yourself, wow, that's the Red Hot. Like the Red Hot Chili Peppers could, I bet you Nelson could pull up three different songs right now with one being the Red Hot Chili Peppers and you would get them wrong. I bet you I can sing one. Pull up anything. Go. Not just Red Hot Chili Peppers. Okay. See, if she can, see if she can get it. But right, well, put up Red Hot Chili Peppers though to see if I know the song. That's the point. All right, go. You want? You want no, just, just pull up, pull, pull up something. Okay. Oh, there you go. Red Hot Chili Peppers. Well, I know this is Bon Jovi. Oh, there you go. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Thank was, you very much. That was a horrible gift. <laughs> yeah. Excuse me. That's what well, I had I'm right there. Of like... That's what I had right there. I was trying to go for it. Then she kept saying, give her actual Red Hot Chili Peppers. I was going to say. Uh, don't listen uh, to her. Listen to me. The bit's on her. You don't listen to the person you're bidding on. I understand. I'm just trying to, just trying to help her it's out. It's good your first day. I'm glad you're here. Jesus. There we go. Red Hot Chili Peppers, right? No. Oh, who's this then? I know this isn't Red Hot Chili Peppers. Who is it? Um, I think it's Green Day. <laughs> wow. You got to give her that. <laughs> I didn't play what we would normally play. I gave her American <laughs> Idiot. Whoa. Got to give her that one. Whoa. Look at me. Look at you. <laughs> I'm, I'm impressed. Thank you. <laughs> you killed whatever conversation I was just having, though, by the way. I don't even remember. I think I was talking about that Desmond Child guy. You were talking about hearing the songs in the grocery store. Yeah, and it was a very compelling conversation. <laughs> I was just trying to be a part of it, but it, I guess not. Yeah, well, you know, it's that forceful. Like, you know, I don't want to have sex tonight. <laughs> you know, I feel a little violated sometimes when you when you force your chili peppers on me. <laughs> there we my go. To myself. There we go. Chili peppers. See, this is hardcore. Right. Do you think so you guys act like chili peppers aren't hardcore? This is this is probably the hardest of the chili peppers. Yeah, this is probably as hard as it gets. Sounds hard to me.
How hard is it? Very hard. Is that your favorite Chili Pepper song? No, I think it's Give It Away Now. Do you like this one, though? This you, one's fine. Yeah. Well, this is Metallica. Yeah. Oh, shoot. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I really thought there's no way that you're going to be correct. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> Just because she's the own ranger trying to save her ass. See, now I got I got to fight numerous battles around here. <laughs> Usually it's outside of these doors. Now I'm finding myself fighting battles with y'all. Thank God I'm with the FBI now. Oh, thank God. Yeah. You got your shirt on. I will protect myself from foreign and domestic. <laughs> You're domestic. They're good. foreign. That was good. <laughs> Uh, continue to listen for Van Allen running with the devil. We will play it some more on 98 Rock, the big fat bribe. Uh, more opportunities for you to win $500. So uh, after 10 o'clock, possibly, maybe before, who knows? Uh, 916-909-0985 is your number. Put that in your cell. Be caller 18. Best luck to you. And we always appreciate you listening to 98 Rock and the BS. All right. Second round of headlines. What do you got? I'm going to tell you where a pilot disabled 10 planes and why a lawyer was paid $23,000 in change. And they all were listening to Metallica's Red Hot Chili Pepper. <laughs> <laughs> and they liked it. Uh, all right. Second round of headlines here in a minute. Stand by for news. News, news, news. It's time for today's top two. Headlines. Read all about it, baby. Thanks so much to Good Guys Heating and Air. Best service, best price, that is guaranteed. Get them out to the house. 530-GOOD-AIR. Pilots across the country are throwing fits. H3. Okay, I'll just uh, give you a heads up. We've got the uh, guy that tried to shut the engines down uh, out of the cockpit, um, and he doesn't sound like he's causing any issue in the back right now. I think he's the dude. Uh, I spoke to you yesterday about the pilot that got 83 counts of attempted murder because he tried to turn the engines off. And they've updated this story by saying he took some psychedelic mushrooms because he was depressed that a friend of his passed away. So they're giving him the mental health, um, if you want to call it an excuse, but they're saying that's the reason why he tried to kill those people. And then I saw another story yesterday. This comes out of Florida where a 23-year-old flight school student um, – sabotaged 10 aircrafts because he was upset that they wouldn't let him go on a solo flight. Oh, man. So it seems like these pilots are just losing it. Yeah, makes you a little bit afraid to get in the air. Absolutely. Yeah. Man, it makes me want to put my tinfoil hat on a little bit, though, because mushrooms have been like a hot-button issue lately, especially like most recently with Newsom denying it and, and, uh, and how much they actually do for depression and how they're using them. It leads me to believe that that's like a story that the Illuminati is putting out because I'm telling you, I've eaten enough mushrooms. There's never been one time where I've ever wanted to cause any harm to anybody. And but, I'm a pretty angry guy. Yeah, but here's the problem with your argument is when you start green lighting, even marijuana, mm-hmm. uh, definitely shrooms and any psychedelic uh, drug, it's going to hit differently for different people. Okay. So you get me on a shroom or even marijuana, I am going to be totally different than you. Like, yeah. I am a lightweight. Mm-hmm. Like, I, you know, I, I would do something nutty probably like what this guy did. Now, back to what this guy did. It's when we, we for some reason, when things are okay and nothing bad happens, 
we all, for some reason, have empathy. And it's how do we help? Mm-hmm. Now, if this guy would have crashed the plane. And killed those 83 people And on killed it. everyone, we would not have the same attitude. I think we need to think about what could have happened, not what didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Versus giving people passes and coming up with excuses on why they were trying to do it. Now, thank God, nothing happened. But if it weren't for the quick action of the people in the in the cockpit on that Alaskan Airlines plane, it would have it would have been horrible. But this is because people are coming out of the woodworks to be character witnesses. So his neighbors, his wife, his friends, everybody's saying this is not this guy, this is not his character. It has to be because he took these drugs that he acted out like this. Doesn't matter. He took them. Nobody forced them down his throat. He is responsible. Be held accountable for your actions. Serve whatever sentence you've got to serve. He's facing 20 years in prison. He should serve 80 years. He should serve the rest of his life in prison. 20 seems light. You think so? Yeah, he tried to kill 80 people. He tried to crash a freaking plane. Yeah, it's no different than going into a place with a gun and putting it up to 83 people's heads. No, they need to throw 9-11 at him. You know what I mean? Like, that's a heinous crime to use an airplane as a weapon. Mm -hmm. That's true. I agree with that. All right, second story. JMF Enterprises puts the P in petty. H4. At first, I thought, you've got to be kidding me. Um, And then we had to go through the logistics. Their settlement agreement did not specify how to pay, and JMF Enterprises broke the bank, the piggy bank. A welding company in Colorado (laughs) called JMF Enterprises was recently sued by another company because they didn't pay them for a job. Well, the judge ruled in that company's favor. They had to pay out a settlement of $23,500. Well, the judge didn't say how they had to pay it. So they showed up to this lawyer's office with all these coins rolled up on the back of a flatbed and dropped them off in front of her front door. She would not accept the money or the packages. She's taking them back to court to sue them again. Yeah, that's not original, by the way. It's been done numerous times. Like, still awesome. Come on. I don't know. I need to learn how these people sue people so easily. Like, I'm yeah. in the middle of something right now, and it is not an easy process. It, it is. It, it, like, you see these stories, you know, like, you got a case, and it's like, boom. Um, but, I mean, you've got to have cash. You've got to have somebody that knows what they're doing. You got to have cash or you got to have somebody that's going to be willing to represent you, quote, unquote, pro bono until you get your payment. And then they take their money out of that. Yeah, I had a conversation with an attorney yesterday, and I was like, oof. We need to just sue each other and get on, like, Judge Joe Brown. Well, you know what? I could, I don't know how much money can you sue up to on those. 10000 is small claims? Yeah. Well, small, that's in California, ten grand. Georgia's fifteen. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. A friend of mine's son was recently on, I think, Star Jones' little court that she does. It was hilarious. So, and they pay the fines. Like, the, whatever the, the settlement is out, the TV pays. But a lot of stuff is fake. Yeah, but I'm gonna I'm gonna do it. That's I, that you guys. Thank you. Okay, that's a good idea. Okay. <laughs> I just okay. need I'm gonna, Judge Judy does that, right? Oh, yeah. yeah, any one of them. Oh! Mm-hmm. That's yeah. my girl. Oh my God, that two is. birds, one stone. Oh my God, I'm gonna bring my. I oh, got wouldn't an, that be great? I got an autographed picture of her in my studio. I'm gonna bring it with me and be like, "Can you take another one?" Oh my God. <laughs> All right, uh, Jay Leno, Arsenio Hall, will be in town December second. The venue, Thunder Valley. I've got a pair of tickets. We'll play nothing personal today. Jeopardy Jeff couldn't join us, so we'll push him until tomorrow. I need two players. I'm going to read you some stories from our super secret special website that we go to of people that had lost love looking for that person once again. So you, with the help from Nikki D, will have to tell me, man for woman, man for man, woman for man, or woman for woman. I just need some players so I can give you these tickets. 916 
909-0985. Again, 916-909-0985. We'll do nothing personal here next. Hang on. Hey, girl or dude, won't you come and get you some of this? The BS knows all about missed connections. Hey, how you doing? But can you guess the sexist? It's time to play Nothing Personal. Welcome back. It's the BS. My name's Jason Bailey. Good morning. There's Nikki D looking all like Freddy Krueger today. And what? there's Nelson. Okay. You look great today. Kyle on the other side of the glass. You got your, uh, what is that, uh, rugby shirt on? No, this is a, a hoodie and some sweatpants. It's cold outside. You had that hoodie on yesterday too, didn't you? No, I did not. I had on my Bushy hoodie. Thank you. They're called They're called rugby shirts. That's what that's called. A rug. This isn't a shirt, though. It's a hoodie. Or rugby. Yeah, but it's called rugby. That's the style. Rugby. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Back from the 80s. It's just cute. Yeah. It's it cute. Like Freddy Krueger. Yeah. Well, Freddy Krueger wore something very I'm glad, similar. I'm glad that I wasn't the only one that saw Right? Like, yeah. I wasn't going to say it out loud. <laughs> See, I'm not Yeah, alone. you're giving me Freddy vibes. But I thought I, you, that's why I thought you wore it yesterday. Because I just must have saw you when you had come in today. Uh, Mike in Sacramento, how are you? Hey, good morning. Good morning. Monique in Woodbridge, how are you? Good. All right, good. Well, I'm glad you both are here. We've got these passes for Jay Leno and Arsenio Hall. How cool is this? December 2nd at the venue, Thunder Valley, thundervalleyresort.com, up for grabs. We're going to do a round of nothing personal, uh, which means we go to our super secret special website. We grab some misconnections, people that had some lost love stories, you, with the help from Nikki D, each one of you have to figure out, is it man for woman, man for man, woman for man, or woman for woman? You get it right, you get a point. If not, your competition gets a steal. Whoever has most points, time allowed, will win the passes. Mike, Monique, do we both understand? Yes? Yes. Yes, all in unison. You guys <laughs> no, are good. your names match. All right. Michael, you were up first, so you get to go first. So here we go. Nikki, are you ready? I'm ready to go. All right. Nah, nah. Next to me at the casino, Elk Grove. One can only assume. Mm. Sky River. Sky's the limit. We sat next to each other at the blackjack table, and you kept complaining to your friend about how much weight you had gained recently. So I said, Nelson, why are... Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) From where I was, you looked like the kind of... Oh, thick... I could sink my teeth into. I got a big old tub with the good jets you and I would fit real nice in back of my place. All that's missing is you. Would you like to double down? Man for woman, man for man, woman for man, woman for woman. About 30 seconds, Michael, Miss Nikki D. Kruger. All right, Mike. <laughs> Stop calling me that. All right, Michael. Um, Blackjack, my game. Um, a woman is is what I would see sitting around openly talking about gaining weight and not being happy about it to a friend. I mean, even though some men may not be happy, they don't really talk about it a lot out loud. And then the fact that he called her thick um, and pointed out having a big tub. So I think this is a man for woman or it could be a woman for woman. Ooh, Michael, what are we going with? Uh, I think it's going to be a woman for woman. Well, my first choice is man for woman, but this is your game, so whatever you go with. All right, lock it in, Mike. What do you got, buddy? All right, locking in woman for woman. Wow, going against the Krug. (laughs) Woman for woman is your answer, and I got to tell you something, Michael. That is 
That's right. Oh, okay. That is correct. Right. Look at Mike knows how to play. He does. He knows how to play. Just back off, biatch. The women love blackjack. All right, Monique. It's all you right now. Let's go. All right. Your last name is Daniels. Down low. We met downtown where I bartended. After I got off work, you had your hands all over me and said you had a big tip for me waiting. You wanted to know how long I could keep this up. All I said in return was how long you got. I know you're just having fun on the side, and that's all good. I'm not looking to be anyone's main Man for woman, man for man, woman for man, woman for woman. 30 seconds, Monique and Miss Nicky D. All right, Monique. Uh, he said he was a down-low bartender um, looking for big tips and how long he could keep it up and didn't care about being a side piece. I'm getting man for man vibes with this one. Dude on dude. Me too. Yeah. All right, Monique, man for man, locking that in. Man for man. All right. Right? That's right. Let's go. Nicely done. Very good. These aren't easy, by the way. Nicely done. Mm -hmm. All right. Here we go. Back to you, Mikey. It's been long enough, Davis. I gave you a ride as your Lyft driver. You were lonely and looking to make bad decisions. All I wanted to do was end the trip and deliver the pleasure you were searching for. Just as I was going to make my move, your phone rang. Whoever it was, you weren't happy to talk to him. Just like that, the ride was over and you were gone out of my life. Forget the fare. Message me here. And you know what? I'll give you the ride you were really looking for. Vroom. Man for woman, man for man, woman for man, or woman for woman. Mikey and Nikki. All right, Mike. Uh, this is a Lyft driver saying that this woman looked lonely and unhappy. He wanted to give her pleasure and a ride. So I'm getting man for woman vibes with this one. Yeah, I have no idea on this one. I'm going to go with you. Okay. Man for woman gonna go with me this time well he's got nothing on his yeah. own mm. <laughs> i mean there's literally one choice that you guys have yeah. All right. he could choose something else if he wanted man for woman locking that in mike yes sir you right that's right let's go <laughs> very good this game's not even funny anymore nelson <laughs> she's just really good at it. everybody's good First one. I was off on the first one. Yeah, but Mikey's not. Mikey mm-hmm. killed, no, killed Mikey's it. Mikey's killing it. You know? <laughs> All right, Monique, here we go. You're down 2 1. Plenty of time, plenty of stories. Here we go. I like when you blow my ear like that, by the way. <laughs> spirit of Halloween, Auburn. I was in the Spirit of Halloween store, and you came sliding in behind me. You claim to be looking for a mirror to check your fit. You just wanted to see my tongue fall out of my mouth while I inspected your costume. My eyes immediately went south, and there was nothing left to the imagination. Let me show you how well I can slide down on you and what this tongue 
is really good for. Man for woman, man for man, woman for man, woman for woman. Monique, Nikki. All right. Now, this one is a little bit tricky. Um, they're in a Halloween store. Somebody's coming to the mirror to check their fit, as they uh, worded it. That gives me woman vibes. Um, my eyes went south. That's the part that's throwing me off. But they want to put their tongue in places. So mm, yes, we do. I'm getting woman for woman vibes or either man for woman vibes. Mm. What do you think, Monique? Monique? Um, I'm going to go with. It's up to you. Sure, take it. Man for woman. Man for woman. Man for woman. Okay. Doesn't sound very convinced that that's the right answer. You can change it. I'll let you change it, Monique. <laughs> you want to change it? No. You want to do it when you land? <laughs> <laughs> I'm almost landed right now at work. Okay, well, I, I don't want to distract you while you're hang gliding. <laughs> what, what answer would you like to go with, Monique? Okay, I want to go with man for woman. Man for woman. Back to the same man so for woman. Sad. <laughs> this is Dynamite's mom. <laughs> man for woman. That's incorrect. That is wrong. All right, Mike, you get the steal. Man for woman off the table. What do you think? Woman for woman. Woman for woman. Yeah, he's thinking woman for woman. All right, you're locking that in. You sound pretty convinced. Yep. All right. Did you get that text message? Yep. Yeah, you did the one for me? Says you're wrong? Yeah. Oh! 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 All right, 50-50 shot. Monique, 50-50 shot. Last go at it. Uh, Either woman for man or man for man? I would say woman for man if I had to choose at this point. Monique, you can tell us. She's plugging (laughs) it into a calculator. Don't keep it a secret. (laughs) Come on. Uh, Okay, woman for man. Woman for man. She look at that. She hang glided to work, and now she's building a house. Exactly. She's Habitat for humanity, and she's an extreme. <laughs> she's a good multitasker. She's very multi. Okay, what are you, woman for man? Yes, that's what she said. That's right. Let's go. Last one here. This is for all the marbles, and Mikey, you get it. You get it right, you win. If not, Monique wins, and she can take these tickets. And she can pin them up on the wall of the house she's building. All right, here we go. Pocket Club, 3 p.m., Sacramento. We passed each other by the bathrooms. I got a little too close on purpose, and you seemed to follow my lead. The way you worked that pool stick left no doubt in my mind how talented those hands really were. Now, that they had only thrown me down on the felt. Just when it seemed like you and I were about to make magic happen, your phone rang. Bring. And then you were gone. I'd love to see your eight ball in my corner pocket. Get it? Okay. Man for woman, man for man, woman for man, woman for woman. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> This one's a little bit tricky, but I feel like there's only two options here. Pool, he wants somebody that can throw him down. 
and put your eight ball in my pocket, that gives me a woman talking to a man or either a man talking to a man. Mm. All right. Michael, what do you think? This is for everything right here. I think it's going to be man for man. Okay, he's thinking man for man. Dude on dude, playing some pool. Playing pool. Talking about balls and pockets. Mm-hmm. All right. Locking that in. pocket, though. Locking yeah, that sure. in? Yeah, is a, a pocket a... A different pocket. Right. Yeah. Like a butt pocket. If it's a man for man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Has to be a butt pocket. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Or a mouth pocket. Or, or a mouth pocket. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Never thought about mouth pocket. Uh, you, you wouldn't think mouth pocket, would you say? I pocket? wouldn't think butt pocket either. <laughs> but pocket, though? <laughs> Where is a pocket on your on your body? I think about pocketbooks. That's what I used to call my. I think about when you I was know a little girl, a change purse, which is like mm-hmm. a vagina. Oh, yeah. Now, yeah. so anyway, I used to call it sorry, Mike. What did you got? Man for man? Is that what you said? <laughs> yeah. Yep. We we're we we're talking about what we think what a pocket would be. Man for man for the win. That is. That's right. Oh, let's go. That is correct, sir. Whoa! Look at me knowing. <laughs> All right, Monique, thank you. Uh, you go and do what you got to do, but you can try back tomorrow if you'd like these tickets. We appreciate you. Have a great day, okay? Thank you. All right, bye-bye, sweetheart. We'll see you. So glad you got to work safely. No joke. That's a <laughs> that's all like in one radio segment, hand gliding, parachuting, building houses, and a busy, busy, dangerous woman. She's our, we'll call her Extreme Monique next time she calls in. <laughs> X Game Monique. All right, Mike, you got the tickets. December 2nd, Jay Leno, Arsenio Hall, the venue, Thunder Valley. This is going to be a fantastic show. For anybody else that wants to buy tickets, thundervalleyresort.com. That's where you can purchase them. We will have another pair tomorrow and another pair on Friday. All right, Mike, good for you? Awesome. Thanks, guys. All right, you're welcome, my friend. Hang on. I wouldn't have got that. I would have never associated pocket with a, a, a butt. Mm. Yeah. I did. What made me associated is playing pool. Not that women don't play pool, but every time I go to a pool hall, there's a bunch of men. Oh, good. Well, yeah, but you know yeah. what? Women can women can play pool. Yeah. I tell you, they they're they're hustlers. Yes. Chicks that play pool are hot. Yeah, but it's just not a lot that you see. If they're there, they're sitting on the sidelines cheering on their man. Oh Ooh. no, I disagree. Have you ever seen um, the Sweet Home Alabama? That's a movie. I'm talking about real pool halls that I go into. Right. <laughs> Not movies, real ones. Well, that's a documentary. Okay. <laughs> you can change the movie. For those of you like Nelson that are on Tinder, they are now allowing someone to help you with your matches. Now, I'm, I'm going to tell you who it is, but I'm going to say this. After I tell you who it is, you're probably going to, flinch at first but this is actually a very 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 good idea your pastor that would be a good idea (laughs) actually anybody that can help anyone pick a match i think it's a good idea to be quite honest with you all right we'll tell you that is here in a minute hey what is the one thing that everyone needs when you find somebody and you think it's that special someone that soulmate you need what approval hold on what would first for what'd you say, Nelson? <laughs> prophylactics. Prophylactics. No, that's not the correct answer. Nikki? Approval. Approval. That is correct. That is what I'm looking for. Thanks for playing <laughs> and not being immature. I said it like fancy though. No. I didn't say rubbers. <laughs> Approval from whom? Your friends, your family. Your family. Which more important? Who, your friends or family? Yeah. Friends for me. Uh friends. okay. Well, I think for most people it would be family. <laughs> 
Right. I mean, and, and that's coming from me who grew up in a very dysfunctional way. Like I still, uh, when I would date someone, even if it, and you know what, let me, let me backtrack a little bit. Even if it weren't serious, I would still want my mother to meet that person. Be and not that I was looking for her approval or like I would care because I mean, I guess I did and I would, I usually don't care what other people think, but I would kind of gauge the body language. Even at a younger age, I would do stuff like that. Yeah, like when it comes to my mom, my mom meets everybody. Not that I don't care about what she thinks about him. She just meets everybody. But my dad is different. He only meets people very few, far, and in between. And the reason I bring this up is because those of you that are on Tinder, like Nelson. I am. Uh, they just announced they got some new features. And one of that, one of them is a matchmaking option, which allows you to send profiles to friends and family mm-hmm. and allow them to you know kind of say yeah this is a good match for you this you person are. would be good i think that's 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 actually really good you can already do that though can't you just screenshot it and send yeah that's pretty much what we do now screenshot it and send it to our friends uh-huh. i don't send that stuff to my parents though that's kind of like oh, you're on the tinder too no 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 back oh. when i was oh <clears throat> you don't want them to see every person you're thinking about dating because then you seem like a little floozy-ish when you do that. But it's, Too it's, many people. But you would agree that most, if not all, whether you know it or not, kind of yearn for the approval of friends and family when you're dating someone. Oh, absolutely. You That's know? why, for me, it's my friends. I want them to say, what do you think about this person? Because you've been around your friends when you're an adult a lot more uh, closely than you have with your parents. I feel like your relationship with your parents are is completely different when you're an adult than when you're a child. So my friends know me probably a lot better than my parents at this age. They can say like or don't like. And for girls, you want her to be like, oh, he cute. Or be like, oh, he not. Go right. somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, when, you know, my mother and I became unestranged just recently, and mm-hmm. it's been actually a year this month, I believe. And uh, and then I went to go visit her. And first time I'd seen her in 17 years, you know, and truth be told, of course, she's my mother. I'll always love her. I, I whether we talked or not, I'd always love her. Um, and we had great times growing up and a lot of bad times, but good times nonetheless. But when I saw how she looked at Rachel, my wife, mm-hmm. and that instant approval, that instant attraction, I, I, it, there was just this, you know, you know, big tough guy has no compassion, no emotion, blah blah. blah. I, I got to tell you, it, it it just melted my heart. I was like, this is what I've always wanted. And it seemed like she was attached to her right off the bat. Like she was telling her her secret things and things she wanted her to do for her when she dies. Right. Yeah. Make. Yeah. Look. <laughs> what's your name again? Rachel. Okay. Good. Okay. You've been with my son. how ten years. Okay. Look. Here's the deal. When I die, <laughs> just make sure I've got clean panties. Yep. <laughs> Rachel turns to me and she goes. I think I'm in. Oh, yeah, God. I would say she is. <laughs> I think I'm in. But then you take the flip side of this, right? When you get the disapproval of friends and family, it makes things awkward because, you know, you want to go out with your friends and mm-hmm. go out with your family and you want to bring that person. And yep. if they don't like them, then that causes unnecessary issues, unneeded issues, unneeded stress in your life. Oh, absolutely. Uh, me and my best friend have had that issue now for the past few years because the guy she dates, I absolutely hate him. So I haven't even gone to visit her um, in some years because I can't stay at her house because I don't even want to see his face. And do you agree with all these things, Nelson? I do. Um, my wife, I married. Part of the reason why I married my wife was the fact that she met my mother and had a meaningful relationship with her before she died. Well, so he, like that was like heavy. It hung heavy on me. Here, here's the deal. If you agree with these things. Mm-hmm. You've got no one 
in Sacramento but us. Mm-hmm. So with all these Trudies that you're meeting on whatever Tinder or whatever app you're on, mm-hmm. I don't know why my phone doesn't blow up. I don't know. I mean, I know you kind of run it through Nikki, but I need to be a part of this process. Oh, yeah. Well, maybe I want he should to be, include you. I want to be a part of this process. I want to help you. <laughs> so I'm doing a fact check through you guys now. Is that what you're saying? Well, you always do it through me. Don't act like that, Nelson. You know well, I but there have been times girls. where I, I, there have been times where I've been in trouble because I played it close to the vest for a little while and I didn't tell you right away. Yeah, you, but then you had to eventually tell me. I did have to eventually tell you. I got to tell you everything. You know, I can read. A pro- I read an FBI agent last night in in super secret classified. You are good at that. that. I'm going to give you that. So you should. I mean, just send me a picture and a 60 second piece of audio. Okay. Or a video. A 60-second piece of audio. I don't know if I can share all the video content that's been given. Because these girls he's been with lately, they are, ooh, yeah, you can't see that stuff. Rachel be mad at you. Dirt. Well, like, really? Yeah, I've seen it, and I was was like, oh. That's bad, man. That's like eating a lot of sugar. Just bad for your health. I mean, not for Nelson. I'm I'm proud of him. I'm like, okay, Nelson, you you girls sending you all that stuff through the mail. You want them to dumpster dive. I mean, for right now, for right now, well, no, because these are some quality Judy's, Trudy's, whatever we call them. Trudy's. Some, these, this last one, at least, she's quality. I'm like, oh, I'm proud of Nelson. Then why'd you just call them all dirty? I mean, the stuff they're sending is dirty. So you just met these girls and they're sending you dirty pictures? I've been sent a dirty picture before, yeah. No, by these girls? Yeah. And you just met them? Yeah. What's wrong with them? He saw the no. dirty pictures before he ever met him no, in person. No, not necessarily anything wrong. Where'd you meet wrong. these girls? You meet women online. Like some on Tinder. Nasty <laughs> Tinder. I've met a bumble. There's been hinge. You know, I don't know. I haven't really uh I haven't been really uh swiping lately. That shocks me. Surprises me. What that women known... are sending their private parts in through the mail. Well just through the, the mail. <laughs> <laughs> The dog's barking. Sacramento, <laughs> California, yeah. 95825. Mailman must be here. Must be some yep. more dirty pictures from Trudy. Yeah. Can you just leave it the at the mail? Front? Yes, that's, who that's how they're doing it. Oh, I love to lick the stamps. <laughs> no, I mean, just if you meet somebody that quickly, you should know in this day and age you shouldn't do that. Oh, no. Uh, These girls do not care. That's why they make amen. it hard out here for quality women like myself that don't send Ain't their body parts quality. to the mail. I will not let that. Because these girls now, they are out there. If you're listening to this and you send pictures like that, you are a quality woman. Do not listen to Nikki D Holy. in this instance. <laughs> no, she I'm, is talking out here, of the side of her mouth. She don't know. And, here, and I learned this last night in FBI super secret classified training class. Uh-huh. Is in, uh, and this gentleman will join us next Friday for FBI Fridays, uh, the agent in charge. But... You know, he talks about extortion, mm-hmm. you know, and so, I mean, are you sending pictures back? Yeah, I send the pictures back. See, but see, the difference is he's not putting his face in the pictures. You. These women are putting their entire bodies. So if Nelson was some slimeball guy that wanted to put them out there, he could because he has their whole image and but they I'm can't not that deny slime, it. I am not that slimeball body guy. Do you know that these girls exist? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. But still, I mean, extortion. Like, these girls can come back. Stop. Would you stop saying extortion? Why? Uh, look, that, no, you, no, I'm going to say that. <laughs> no. Because Buck Wagon Cover no. last night at FBI class learned that's how you get extorted. That's how these people, they, they started with the Nigerian Prince stuff, and now they extort people with, with these pictures. pictures. And what they do mm-hmm. is they, they get the pictures, they talk all nice, and then they say, hey, look, you know, I got it. They go to your social media, they find everything they know about you, yep. and they go, look, I'm going to tell all these people about, I'm going to send them these pictures and embarrass you, 
if you don't give me this amount well, of money. Well, she gave me $300. You don't have $300, then we're going to have to do another game like we did yesterday. <laughs> I just like it to be known that I am not an extorter. Okay? Yeah, but they could try I to do it to you. But that's why you don't you. put your face in the pictures, though, right? They could extort you. How? You've got that tattoo above your penis that says, I'm Nelson. I'm here. Fair. That is fair. <laughs> Nelson Foxtrot, whatever. Foxtrot. Yeah, put my gamer tag. Yeah, I have Nelson, a tattoo. Don't. Nelson Flyer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that'll never back. go away, Nelson Flyer. That's, that's his name, dude. I'm telling you, he's lying to <laughs> us. Do I make sure to use my left hand in pictures that I'm using because there's no tattoos on that arm? Maybe. Sure. Oh, look at you. You got it down to a sign. Right, well, I know, dummy. For those that are listening, when he gets extorted, please, would you do me a favor and call and say, I told you so, so I don't have to? I'm not worried about that. I'm not going to pay it. I'm not going to feel extorted. Go ahead and post whatever picture you got of me. Post it wherever the hell you want. Do to. you think that's a good representation of this fine radio station that 98 <laughs> Rock would want? <laughs> you their executive producer for their morning show have his pee-pee out there on the internet. You told me to start an OnlyFans and eat chips with my butt, so I'm not worried about what I look like <laughs> on the internet. Facts. Don't believe- you did say that. Just do it. Eat chips with your butt. You think that's not going to get extortion? I would rather them show my uh, my member than my butt full of lays. Don't believe everything here on the radio. Fair. <laughs> Some things are lies. <laughs> Some things are lies. All right, third round. Of headline. Talk about that extortion case. Well, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna tell you. <laughs> I believe they call it sex extortion. Yeah, you're right. It is. Yeah. Sex I saw the pamphlet. I don't have that story, but I'm gonna tell you why taxis oh. are halting in San Fran and who the UFC partnered with. All right, two big stories from today. Get you that here in just a minute. Hang on. Stand by for news. News, 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 news. It's time for today's top two. All right, before we do headlines, I'd like to address something. Oh, God. What do you want to address? <laughs> so for one of the Trudys that just texts Nelson, <laughs> asking if it is true that he shares your nudie pics with Nikki D. No, I do not. He lied to you. No, I do not. He does. No, I do not. And until he learns the lesson... That anything for the show, and one of these ladies calls this radio program so we can discuss, I will do everything in my power. To sabotage him? No. I, I want to stick up for the honor of these women so they know the truth. Women should not be lied to. Honor intact. Right. Honor. Don't, don't believe this man. They didn't care about their honor when they were sending their body parts through the mail. So why dis- do you care about their honor? Now you stop. There's nothing dishonorable about sending your body parts out here. It's a little cost dishonorable. A, you're gonna send a lot of dudes. It costs a lot of dudes a lot of uh, pictures. Well, well, I don't think the question is is it's honorable that they sent it. I think it's it, the question is is it honorable that he shared it with you I and then why share it everything with, with me? I know. I I'm know. His bestie. I know. I, I know. need to prove these women are not. I agree. Mm-hmm. I'm not disagreeing with you. I just feel like I, me, and the audience and the show should be a part of this problem like like and that's a... the rule of this show and 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 i've made that so you vi- want him to show you too i want to be able to discuss it on sure. this radio program with this audience Anybody, okay. and until he learns that lesson i will do whatever i have to do <laughs> to out him not it's not about outing him it's about being chivalrous <laughs> can't say the word i gotta dip in <laughs> I learned the word from Finding Nemo. (laughs) 
how I learned what an anomaly was because of Finding Nemo. You could have, absolutely. Right, Nemo's third, educational. We're on headlines. Yeah, we are. Third round of headlines. Thanks to Good Guys Heating and Air. Good Guys. <laughs> good Guys Heating Cooling dot com. Go ahead. I'll tell you what wasn't a good idea, and that's a self driving car. H five. More self-driving robo-taxis will soon be coming to the streets of San Francisco despite safety concerns, and they could be headed to Los Angeles next. Well, that whole plan has been kibosh. California regulators are now saying they are no longer going to have the robo-taxis on the street. They are pulling them all off, and that's because, according to the DMV, they have said that the robo-taxis pose an unreasonable risk to public safety. And and one of these, off the record, they're not talking about incidents, instances, took place on October the 2nd when a pedestrian was hit by a robo-car, and they had to come get the jaws of life to get them out. Well, they're probably afraid they're going to be stolen. You know, with everything else being well, stolen right. in San Francisco, you know, I mean, if you're worried about the robo taxis and the safety there, why don't you get the bad guys off the streets first? Right. You know, make a make a rule that you can't exist versus the <laughs> robo taxis. Mm-hmm. Is there any other markets? Because uh, the Bay Area was just one of them, right? There was a few different. Well, they were going to send them over to L.A., but now they're saying in San Francisco, at least they're pulling them completely. L.A. hasn't said anything whether or not they're going to. Uh, stop with their uh, going forward of putting them out on the street or not, but San Francisco says no. Well, at least they made a decision and they stuck by it, similar to the decision I've made that I'm going to make sure I'm going to stick up for the rights of these women that are sending the pictures. <laughs> oh, my God. Stick up Wait, for whatever you what? want. All right, second story. <laughs> the UFC just made a record. I didn't see it coming. How did you not see it coming? H <laughs> <Eight>, six. <laughs> Sources told ESPN that it's the biggest sponsorship deal in UFC history. Terms were not disclosed. You are so mad. You're going to just eat up the whole headline segment talking about this. Headlines show. I know. Okay, I'm going to go ahead, but I know he's going to interrupt it. Anheuser-Busch is returning as the UFC sponsor. Speaking of Bush. (laughs) Not in my phone. To make Bud Light the official drink of the company, the deal was reportedly valued at more than a hundred million dollars. <laughs> I can't even look at you. I can't, I can't even look at you. How quickly we forget how much we all hated Bud Light, right? right. Hundred million dollars changes that mm-hmm. pretty quickly. You know, I heard uh, you know one of the most popular and famous UFC fighters of all time, Nate Diaz, was trying to join. Right. Yes. Join uh, some of our coworkers the other night at a in an after party, and one of our coworkers wouldn't. Let... Our boss, not a coworker, our boss. I know. I was. Wow, he was going to keep that out oh, of the headline. Keep it out of it. Uh, well, I'm uh, snitching on him. Wow. He didn't know who he was. And he didn't know who he was. <laughs> um, no, this is for employees. <laughs> he told him, "No, you okay, can't party dude. with us." Well, at least he was cool about it, right? I'm like, I'd be, right. I'd be fearful that he'd be like, "Oh man, hope he doesn't come back." <laughs> He's not mad at me. Like, I'm an ADS fan. Uh, right. fan. I'm a fan of the brothers, right? I think they're awesome. Yes. I'm not going to lie. I didn't know what he looked like until I heard this story, and then I p- pulled it up on my phone and Googled it. I'm like, all right, he hangs around here. I'll be on the lookout. Right? Like, it, now that I know, I'm just going to go hang out there, see if I can find him. <laughs> right. And be like, hey, dude, can, can I hang out with you? Please. Please? All right. Uh, last weekend, we went to a Sacramento Scream Park. They were extremely hospitable. Denny and his crew, fantastic. Mm-hmm. It is a must-do, Sacramento Scream Park. A must-do. It is one of the best haunted houses I've ever been to in my entire life of America. It's fantastic. Uh, Nelson, terrified of haunted houses. Mm-hmm. 
We had them mic'd up. We've got video, full video, mm-hmm. and now we have the full-length piece of audio. I want you to hear what it's like to go through a haunted house with Scaredy Pants Nelson. It's torture. It is. Well, it's torture, but it's hilarious. It's hilarious torture. All right, we'll play that audio in its entirety for you here when we return. Hey, hey welcome back. It's the BS. My name's Jason Bailey. There's Nikki D. There's Nelson. Kyle on the other side of the glass. Final hour of the program. If you'd like to participate, 916-909-0985. Again, a reminder, as you continue to listen to 98 Rock, Van Halen, Running with the Devil is the song you are listening for. We've already given away $500 this morning, but more opportunities for you as you can uh, continue to listen to this fine radio station. I'm sure $500 would do you well. Yeah. I know Nelson gets jealous every time somebody wins $500. Yeah. <laughs> That's no joke. Like, I'm working, and I'm giving it to you, and I don't even have it. Uh, this past weekend, we went out to uh, Sac, uh, Sacramento Scream Park. Yes. And, you know, I didn't know what to expect. I mean, it was it was set up as a, you know, goofy radio bit because found out that Nelson, you know, was terrified of haunted houses. And, mm. of course, that's, you know, what we do for a living, stupid stuff like that, to play back for you and for you to laugh, hopefully. Um, a couple of things I didn't realize. One, how awesome Sacramento Scream Park really is. Yes. Yeah. They have four different haunted houses, four different scenes that you get to walk through. Uh, Denny, who runs the joint, is just a fantastic human being. Jerk. His his staff is what? I said he's a jerk. He's, he's not. A- <laughs> yes, yes, he's a jerk. All of them are horrible people. His staff is tremendous. The detail and the artwork that goes into it and the actors and actresses mm-hmm. uh, do a phenomenal job. I mean, this is theme park level stuff. Yes. I, I, some of the videos that we posted up, people have come back to me and said, wait, the people walk up and, and they touch you guys and they're walking through? I'm like, yes. Well, they don't touch you. I mean, you can't yes. touch, but they come up behind you and they scare you. Um, they get it, close enough you can't tell if they touched you or not. Well, Nelson was was on tilt the entire time. I mean, it's before we even got in there. And you're there for like 30-plus minutes. Yeah. It's not like you're in and out. And they got Ooh. food trucks, and they got merch, and they got all kinds of stuff. You get free Takis when you leave, I guess, while supplies last. Like a, a case box. of them. A case of them. box. Yeah. Uh, so uh, it's taken a couple days. And I've, Nelson, I'm sure, has done a fantastic job of putting this piece of audio together. <laughs> Because there's a lot of profanity that was used, which makes me feel uncomfortable mm-hmm. uh, when you use profanity in public. Mm-hmm. I had to correct him at dinner afterwards when there's we went to Eureka. A little bit of profanity you used in public, too, so just dial that back. Um, well, mine's okay. Oh, Why? Because it's not as loud? Correct. <laughs> I knew he was going to say that. <laughs> His RS bombs, too, which is like a softer profanity. Yeah, mine's mm-hmm. a lot watered down. Like, mine's well-placed. Okay. His is a little bit too much. And it's loud. And it's loud. Yeah. All right. So go ahead and start this piece, and we'll stop and start throughout. This is uh, it'll it'll goes like from the first, second, third, and fourth on that house, right? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Just keep in mind as we're walking through this, I mean, they've got 
you know, not only do they have the live bodies that scare you, but uh-huh. they got, I mean, everything scared Nelson. Yeah. So he is sweating <laughs> so bad. He's wearing this gray short sleeve button up shirt, which was the worst possible color, you know, because it's like that old Jersey gray workout, Russell, you, uh-huh. know, you know, sweatpant kind of, and it's soaked in sweat. And we just started this thing. Yeah. We did. And I just listened closely and realized that he just busted you out. You kept yelling at him for cursing, but you were cursing too. I, well, I he heard said you that, in the background. He said that before with the, your yeah. little s bomb. Yes, he said that before we started. Yeah, yeah. But he was talking about dinner. I didn't know you were doing this no. all through the haunted oh, house. Oh, the haunted house. No, I oh. did. I I did not curse at dinner. I would say I can't back your play on that one. I don't remember him cursing at dinner. That's what I, I thought you were talking about. No, no, I'm talking about in the haunted oh, house. Oh, okay. And truth be told, I was startled. Uh, that's what you keep yes. saying. Yeah. That's not what my boobs felt like, though. They yeah. just felt the pain. Wait, wait. There's a piece of this. Wait till we get to it. All right, go. <laughs> Tell if that one might be animatronic, it might be real. Either way, it's going to scare the <laughs> shit out of me. <laughs> Listen now. Oh, this is good. This is a straight way. Oh, because that's what they want you to think. <laughs> <laughs> this is good. It's a straight away. Go, go, go. You go, go, go. started running. Yeah. <laughs> That's the part I was waiting for you to, uh, you to hear. It's ridiculous. Then he starts acting like he's a cop as he's going through the haunted house and putting his back up against walls and clearing spaces. I'm like, what are you doing? That's the tactical side of me. Uh-huh. Oh, you know, you get in crouching tiger mm-hmm. and then you, you know, you shuffle. Yep. And so you're ready for action. And you clear your corners, rookie. But I learned after the first haunted house that Keep your back. You know, that's why I kept pushing him because he was standing out in the middle. He was wide open. He was, you know. Yeah, but you never know what door is going to flap open. I didn't want to put my back up to something they were going to like uh, push open from behind me. You got to make. That's why I would hit my butt against the wall to make sure it was solid. Mm-hmm. It was. It was pretty good. <laughs> it was crazy looking. It worked. You know, and Nelson's just out there kind of free balling. He's like, <laughs> and they're scaring the living daylights out of him. <laughs> That's me. Yeah. It's not- like somebody's killing you. I think that was when Denny was because Denny was following us the entire time, and there was one one part where he grabs me and he's like, "Back up, back up." And he had one of his scary guys yeah. 
come up, and Nelson thought it was me behind him. <laughs> and that's when I get, Nelson, he turns around as a scary guy, and I thought he was going to die. Mess himself. Got more? Yeah, I do. Man. Have an anxiety? Yeah. Go home. the guy at the end yes. <laughs> that was the best part of the entire walk oh my gosh i could not stop laughing i think he was screaming and was so angry and using so much profanity <sighs> that i noticed some of the actors were too afraid to scare him yeah they were <laughs> there, there was uh, a young lady that was uh the scenes in this haunted house are so cool. Like, they thought of everything. And like I said, there's so much detail. You know, you go from uh, a bathroom with the stall with the girls and uh, the little girls that are sitting there with the knives. And then there's, like, the gym. And they had the actual dumbbells mm-hmm. in, the, in the lockers. Yeah. And they're in a sane asylum. Yeah, and there was there was an actress in I know there. What you're talking about. And she was, you know what I'm talking about? Yep. And she was either, she wasn't ready, which I doubt. Uh-huh. But she was supposed to scare us, and she uh-huh. was hiding behind the locker, and I'd seen her. But I did, too. I didn't think Nelson had seen her, and he's screaming, and I look at her, and she went back. She, she was afraid. <laughs> she was afraid because I was did. yelling at her. I knew. I was like, as soon as I saw her, I started screaming at her. I'm sitting there, and I'm looking at her, I'm like, mouthing. I'm I'm sorry. He scared them. Yeah, they, yeah. And they were supposed to be scaring him. Like I could see her afterwards going to Denny and be like, I didn't sign up for this. No. Nope. <laughs> I didn't I didn't feel safe. I didn't I, I didn't sign up to be yelled at, you know, in this haunted house. But wow, what a great time. We're going back. Oh, you want to go back with us? Nope. What are you gonna do? You got not nothing else a, to do. Not a chance. <laughs> not a chance. We're going back this weekend because we're taking our daughters. Yeah. Nikki and I are. Nope. Yep. And take Maddie and uh, Beezers. You don't want to go? No. I think it would be fun if, well, I don't want you cussing around my daughter. And I'm going to. Yeah, I don't want that. <laughs> you I'm act like to. your daughter's a little kid. She's grown. I, you know, it's <laughs> it's so weird. I, you know, I don't, I. it's not like I don't cuss. Uh-huh. I do cuss. She cusses too. You don't cuss like my me. My daughter does not use profanity. Your daughter definitely uses profanity. Have you ever heard her? I have. What did she say? Man, you're just busting everybody out today. You? I, 
She is an adult, okay? They curse. My daughter cusses. She's 15. The children cuss, okay? I think you, I'm sorry. They have to break the news to you. They cuss. All of them. With all due respect, I think you misunderstood her. Oh, okay. Sure I did. You heard I don't it. know what curse She's words are anymore. No, I'm not trying to disrespect or downplay you, but <laughs> as you get older, your hearing starts to go. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I'm just saying. Okay. My daughter does not cuss. Okay. Your daughter does not curse. Thank you. But anyway, uh, <laughs> I, I don't have a problem with it. It's yeah. just, uh, well, so- it's weird when I'm in public or I'm in situations where I don't think people need to cuss. Uh-huh. And I find it odd. People cuss around here all the time in the hallway. Yeah. Which is odd. They cuss in meetings that we have here. I know. To me, it's like, open. I'll get in trouble for saying things that I don't mean to say to offend anyone, right? Because mm-hmm. I'm really not. I mean, that's not my gimmick. I'm not. I'm just joining in on a conversation, and it's just the way that I deliver it. I'll get in trouble for that, but then somebody will walk by me, and drop the F-bomb loudly. Yeah. Uh-huh. And that surprises me because that, to me, doesn't seem like that's office stuff. Well, but office it's, I guess it's like a norm. Uh-huh. You know, that's why it makes me feel uncomfortable. Like, I'm in public on an airplane. Went to Vegas. Somebody was on the plane and did it. And I turned around and looked. And I'm like, what are you doing? There's kids on it. Like, that's the thing. If there are kids around. Then that's what gets I, you. I don't think that anybody should dictate what a child hears. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. Outside of the parents. Mm-hmm. So that, that bothers me, even if it's not my kid. Well, you know, I was beat up one of my best friends because he was in my house drunk. I remember that. Dropping the FBI, my financial advisor, nonetheless, which is kind of odd, isn't it? So, but you got to admit, you had a good time. Yeah, I'm glad I went with you guys. Is that what you want to hear? You got free Takis? <laughs> I did. I have been able to eat because of it. So shout out, Denny, for the Takis. <laughs> shout out, Denny. <laughs> Hey. All right. Uh, our beautiful city of Sacramento has made another list. Not Goodness so great gracious. list. Yes. We were on a list the other day about rats, mm-hmm. and this one just as bad. Mm-hmm. Tell you what that is here in a minute. Hang on. The video from Buddy the Videographer is up on our YouTube channel of us going to Sacramento Screen Park, all six minutes and three seconds of Nelson. <laughs> this is a long video. <laughs> being scared to death. You can find us at The Bailey Show on YouTube. And it's funny, the little screenshot that they have is just that face that he had that night. Of terror. <laughs> of terror. <laughs> Did you guys see the Black Hawk helicopter yesterday? No. Is that what it was? Yeah. You saw it? No. Uh, a coworker and I heard it. Yeah. It was right here when I left yes. and I was going home and it was hovering. Like, literally hovering over me on the interstate. It sounded like a jet. And it was facing the opposite direction of where I was going. You know what I thought? What My first thought. Terrorist. It was your peeper? Red Dawn. You know what's funny? I thought that I was. I had to go into action. I mean, I'd never seen, I don't think, a Black Hawk helicopter that close. This thing was pretty close. And I thought they were like, all right, Bailey, we're, we're letting you know. It's time. We need you to jump out That's of the truck. That's the exact same thing that Complex said, our coworker Complex. What, Red Dawn? Yes. It's... That we, is that a man's movie or something? Uh-huh. That whole thing a couple weeks yeah. ago, a month ago, that guys think of Rome twice a week or uh-huh. something <laughs> may be the case. I don't. I don't know. Right. But I will tell you this. I can trump that and say guys think of Red Dawn probably four times a week. And <laughs> I will have to agree now because this seems to be some man's man's movie that I yeah. feel like I need to go watch as you, much as you reference. Well, you never know when the Russians are going to come and take over. Oh, my goodness. Commercial airliners. Ruskies. And the Cubans. They've teamed up. Right. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, it was the California National Guard Blackhawk helicopter, which uh, landed at the helipad at Sutter uh, for some training for wildfire emergencies. Mm. So they had, like, um, T-34 
team of actors. They're wearing makeup, look like they had injuries, and they go down there and stuff like that. It was pretty Ooh, neat. Oh, that is have, neat. I'd like to have seen that. That's kind of cool. I was going to say, did you pull over and watch it and see what was going on? No, because I didn't know. It was damn thing was hovering above me. Oh, okay. And I'm just looking up. You ever taken part in anything like that? Like the, the reenactment or like the training thing? No. Yeah, we used to do this. Fi- used to do the Civil War reenactments back in Georgia. Wow. Didn't I absolutely did not. <laughs> <laughs> no, I did not. Wow. Weren't you in the North and you came nope. down and no, nope. no, no parts of it. What were you gonna say? I just I've done it for a, uh, when I was in Boy Scouts. We did it for firefighters. So we had to go out. It was like raining, and they had us out and like there's makeup on, and they treated us as if we had like traumatic injuries. And I'm sure you did it for Boy Scouts. That's what your uh, Boy Scout troop leader told you. It's like we're gonna do some reenactments. Mm-hmm. We're going to pretend like we're at the beach. Yeah. I need you to lay there. I need you to close your eyes. Uh-huh. You said just lay back and enjoy myself. <laughs> play with it. Well, he was going to. Play with the sand to. between right. your toes. Yeah. Okay. You want to get your tickle patch? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Uh, Sacramento has made another list. Uh, I think it was yesterday we told you we were in the list, like, top 50 for most rattiest. Rattiest cities. Mm-hmm. We got big rats. I can attest to that. 33rd in the country. Yeah. National Retail Federation ranks California's capital city number seven in the nation. For metropolitan areas impacted by? Theft. No. Did you say death? I said theft. Oh, th- yeah, organized retail crime. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tying with Chicago. I knew that the first day that I got here and we went to Walmart, I knew something was different about this city because everything in there was locked up, mm-hmm. and I'd never seen that before in my life. It makes me so sad. It, it really, does. It really does. I was like, why is everything in Walmart locked up? It, it makes me sad because I like brick and mortars. I like to go shopping, mm-hmm. you know, and I learned how bad it is when, you know, because I go to Home Depot often to attempt to do projects around my house and, and things that are normally out are all locked up. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and I'm, then I talked to somebody there and they explained it to me that, you know, because nobody stops these people. So they just come in to tell me that when this was, you know, this is a while back, but. Somebody came in and got one of those push carts, loaded it up with thousands of dollars of flooring, and just left. Wow. Crazy. And just left. So they have to literally lock almost everything up. I guess the stuff that they leave out, they don't care if it's stolen or not. Because it's not pricey stuff. Or it's not often stolen. Uh-huh. But, you know, it hurts my heart to know that these, you know, every store... Like we live in a world. I mean, this is this is something you'd see in a B movie, like the apocalypse, the end right. of the world, where everybody, you know, uh, is going to hell in a handbasket, where people can't have no ethics, no morals. They can't pay for things. They steal things. Don't steal if it's not your. Get a job. <laughs> Work for money to earn something. That's earn what I was it. about to say. It doesn't hurt my heart. It makes me angry every t- And I try not to go to Walmart if I can help it. But when I have to go, and because of the type of person I am, and and I'm trying to do better. I'm angry already that I have to find a lady, that I have to press a button. Then she has to come get my stuff. And it's not her fault, but a lot of times she's a little bit confused on what I'm even trying to tell her I want. So I got to point at stuff like, you know, it's, 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 it's annoying. Yeah, well, good luck finding an employee. It, it's, it's the chain reaction. Right? It's a snowball effect mm-hmm. because so you change it up like this. These people that are working. Uh, they're, not their fault. It's not their fault, but they're they're. they're but I'm angry. <laughs> so they're not walking around in in the aisles anymore. They nope. just kind of stay up and congregate. Mm-hmm. So you, then you got to find them, and then when you find them, you're already irritated because you got to go. Find. So now you're like, there's a bad attitude and a yep. bad vibe. There's yep. no good juju. Yep. With any of this That's stuff, how all of it goes down and every it's, time. It's all because of some punk ass. I mean, it's it's not even like one or two people. This happens so much that our world has changed. That big box stores, stores in general, Home Depot, for example, has to change the layout of their store. It's gotten so bad in the Bay Area 
that stores are shutting down like Target. Targets don't shut down. Right. Mm-hmm. Starbucks don't shut down. Mm-hmm. That's a gold mine of stores. But they mm-hmm. have to because now they're having to protect their employees because it's getting out of control and it's getting dangerous. Right. It's 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 you know, we're number seven, believe it or not. Yeah. I believe this, it. On that list. Tying with Chicago. And Chicago's, you know, don't worry about it. It's mm-hmm. it's fine. I thought we had some money here, but no. Um, so yeah. <laughs> Los Angeles tops the list. Uh comes ahead of Fight Retail Crime Day. Mm. Which but is I will tell tomorrow. you. Because of being so angry. Not that I want to do your type of regulating, but if I was in Walmart and I saw somebody stealing, I would probably cuss them out. Because I'll be like, you're the reason why I have to go find a lady to get a key just to give me makeup wipes. <laughs> right, there you Stupid. go. See, now you can jump on the bandwagon. Oh, I would be so mad. Right, there you go. Is So tomorrow's fight. So, okay, so they tell people, <laughs> they tell people, this story is like this week, right? Mm-hmm. Right. That's, okay. They tell people not to say I any- gave you that story. It's recent. So it's recent. Okay. Yes. Oh, not my wife. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah. Is that a shot to my wife? I'm sure she's happy about <laughs> it. Both of that then. I'm just letting you she's know. She's going for a job interview. She's in a good mood right now because it's a good I love gig. Rach. I love and they're Rach. taking shots at it. <laughs> so they tell you not to do anything. They tell the employees not to do anything, not mm-hmm. to say anything. But yet now we have a day that's called Fight Retail Crime Day. Well, what's going to happen on that day? I don't know, but it's tomorrow, and I'm going to make. I didn't realize I'm making a big deal about it. Okay. <laughs> I'm sure you are. I'm going to tell you this right now. <laughs> I want to tell you this right now. If tomorrow is fight retail crime day and you fight retail crime and you can prove it, I will give you $100 out of my pocket. Oh, I'm about to go find somebody to fight some crime. I like free money. And I'm not saying get in a harm's way or hurt anyone else. I'm just saying if you're able to stop somebody from stealing something and you can prove it, I will give you a, I will meet you. I will buy you lunch and give you $100 out of my pocket. All right, Nelson. There you go. You ready? I'm ready to start stealing. I think people are getting getting away with it left and right. No, you're supposed to be trying to get the hundred dollars. Oh, oh. No, this oh. is this is the one you want to wear the white hat. You want to be a good guy. Yeah, oh. you want to okay. stop someone from stealing. Yeah. Fourth and final round of headlines. What do you got? I'm going to tell you who was named after Brett Michaels and why a dad was arrested for reporting his kids missing. All right, two big stories from today. Get you that here in just a minute. Hang on. Stand by for news. News, 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 news. It's time for today's top two. Headlines. Is this Bo in Vacaville? This is. All right, what do you got? Quickly, Bo, we got to do headlines. What's up, buddy? So, um, the Safeway that I shop at in Vacaville, uh, retail theft has gotten so bad to the point to where you cannot get Red Bull off the shelf. You have to go to customer service and they have to take it out of a locked case for you. Wow. What about the other energy drinks? The same or just Red Bull? It's just Red Bull because somebody about six months ago literally took a whole pallet with the pallet jack that was sitting in the aisle waiting to get unloaded onto the shelf and walked right out the front door. And no one did anything about it? Nobody even noticed it was gone until the guy was in the parking lot. That's insane. What did they do when they found him in the parking lot? Uh, the, they, the security guard jumped on him and had him arrested. But Attaboy. nonetheless, I mean, it was literally right, right, right out of the front door. Well, that's no a- alarm sensors. No alarm sensors went off. Nothing. It was just a guy that somebody had saw it, alerted management. Management told security, and security jumped on it. That's crazy. An mm-hmm. entire pe- Red Bull. Who would have ever thought that you have to go to somebody to get Red Bull unlocked from a secure case? <laughs> Uh, well, tomorrow it's treated like cigarettes. Yeah. Well, tomorrow's right. fight retail crime day. I just learned this. So, Bob, Bo, if you uh, if you see something, say something. <laughs> oh, always. All right, we we tomorrow. I'm going to tell you this and spread the word for us, Bo. Tomorrow, 
the BS here on 98 Rock for four hours, we are going to be your fight retail crime day hotline station. Yes. If you see something, you call us first. Mm-hmm. And then we've, we'll, we'll, I don't know what's going to happen after that. But well, we're going <laughs> to give you good directions on what you should do to stop it. Well, that's when I'll probably get in trouble. And then give us some proof, yeah. and then boom, actually, get money. Actually, what will happen is I will run out of the studio. I'll quickly go to the, the and I will stop it. Oh, you're going to go stop it. I'm going to stop them all. Okay. Yeah, so every time but somebody calls. you're going to be busy tomorrow. I'm going to be busy, and I will be remote. Uh, I was going to say, just call in. Talk will, to us from the phone. I will be or- doing the show uh, in my car. <laughs> well, and also, if it's, you know, if it's big enough, you can always get your FBI buddies on it. Well, I, I didn't want to bring that up, but yeah. That, that, <laughs> I'm putting together a task force <laughs> as we speak. Try to get a little rogue, I understand. Yeah, so uh, Operation Wagon Cover. That's what it is. <laughs> you poison both. Oh, gosh. All right, brother, I got to run. Thanks for listening, dude. Hey, thanks, dude. All right, we'll see you. <laughs> Fourth and final round of headlines, thanks to good guys. Heating and air, 530. Good air. Go ahead. Would you adopt a dog just because of his name? H7. Well, earlier this week, we told you about Brett Michaels, not the musician, but the dog at the Nebraska Humane Society, whose blood helped save the life of a four-week-old kitten. The actual Brett Michaels heard this story, and he told people that he instantly felt the need to go and adopt this dog with his namesake. So he reached out to the Humane Society in Nebraska, uh, Omaha to be specific. I'm sure Nelson knows these people. I do, And um, he's going through the process now of adopting this dog. They wanted to make sure that they put out there that he's not going to get any special treatment just because he's Brett Michaels. He has to go through the same adoption process as everybody else. I've uh, never wanted to be a dog more in my life. <laughs> so you could be adopted. So I could be Brett. My- I love Brett Michaels. I just and be called Brett Michaels on top of that. Mm-hmm. And Brett Michaels is calling him Junior. Yeah. Well, that I was going to say. Junior. I was going to say that's going to be very. It's going to be very tricky in that house. It's like George Foreman's house where all his kids' uh-huh. name are George. You're right. You know, you can't figure it out. All right. Second headline. If you're drunk, just stay home. H eight. Nine one one. What are you reporting? My dad is trying to take me to Vegas. He's acting weird. Kids across the country are having to report instances with their parents being drunk and doing crazy things like you heard in this clip. Well, for this dad in Connecticut, he's the one who called the cops to report his kid missing. The cops come out to the grocery store. They're trying to find a kid. He said he just ran into the grocery store, left them in a car, and when he came out, they were gone. It took about an hour for the police to realize that his kids were not missing. Indeed, he had left the child at home because he was drunk and forgot. And when they went to his house, the child was there alone. This man was arrested. That's a lot of drunk. It is a lot of drunk. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That is a lot of drunk. That's a lot of drunk. Like, Mm -hmm. so drunk you forgot. Forgot that you left your kid at home and called the cops and reported him missing. That's, I mean, you got a problem. So I hope that baby was put in some type of protective care, custody, or somebody because this man is not fit to take care of a kid at it, all. Is it is that rock bottom? Oh, you absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Right. When you're too drunk that you don't know where your child is and where you left them, absolutely. Right. You got to have a story, right? Like how, where do you hit how you hit rock bottom mm-hmm. when you're an addict or you got a problem? <laughs> that one would be a good one for that gentleman. Yep. <clears throat> my brother, you know, since talking about this situation with the shooter and my, where my niece was supposed to be uh, at the job, and we were talking about this the other day. My brother and I have kind of rekindled our relationship, at least on Facebook. We're talking. <laughs> on Facebook. Nice. Okay, yeah. you got to start somewhere. Got to start somewhere. You know, but, I mean, he's done a really good job of, you know, my brother had always been a smoker and a big drinker. And, uh, 
And he came to the realization that it was not good. I mean, mm-hmm. never too late, right? And he's in his 50s, I believe now. And he's been sober for, I think yesterday was like three years to the day. Nice. Oh, good. Hadn't, he hasn't smoked. He hasn't drank. Uh, and he's like exercising, working out, mm-hmm. all that good stuff. You know, I noticed that he posts a lot because I've always been friends with him on Facebook. And, and I guess, you know, he's the exception to the rule because I always say, you know, people always post these things because they want to do them. They never do them. But he's been doing them. You know, and I guess that motivates them to continue to post and share. Yeah, because sometimes people like the feedback they get and the motivation from other people telling them, keep going, good job. Right, yeah. Well, it's good for him. Yeah. Know? All right, last minute calls, comments, concerns, anything on the text machine, we'll get to all that, 916-909-0985. Another reminder, what song you should be listening to for 98 Rock's Big Fat Bribe. Get you $500 today. Pay attention. We'll do all that here in a minute. Hang on. Rock. As always, we appreciate uh, you listening. It's the BS. My name's Jason Bailey. There's Nikki D. There's Nelson. Thanks to Kyle for helping us out, as always. About out the door. Van Halen, Running with the Devils, the song you're uh, listening for, for the Big Fat Bribe. That would be another opportunity for you to win $500. And then tomorrow morning, listen uh, with us around 620, and we'll tell you another song so you can win some more money. There's nothing wrong with that. Got anything on the text machine over there, Nikki D? I do. Worked at a pharmacy and got fired because I tried to stop some guy from stealing liquor. He attacked me and stole my glasses and drew blood. I went outside during my break. He was still in a parking lot, and I got my glasses back. They caught it on camera and fired me. Yeah, I know. That's what happens, right? Wow. You try to do something. You know, it's you know, it, it's it's kind of one of those catch-22s. It's like loyalty. Mm-hmm. You know, loyalty does not exist really anywhere. For the most it's part, it's a catch twenty twenty. Right, right, it's a catch twenty twenty. You know, loyalty doesn't exist much anywhere anymore. But you know, if you have people that are working for you that are willing to stop somebody from stealing from you, mm-hmm. so you don't lose money. Like it's like if you were working at a company and you decided to steal, and like they catch you, they're going to fire you. They're going to probably press charges against you. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, so you don't want anybody else to do that. Mm-hmm. So you have people looking out for you. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, I understand that. I'm not an idiot. I understand the concept. You don't want anybody to get hurt, get shot, God forbid, lose their life, so on and so forth. But there has to be something that can be done. Yeah, but you know, when companies say that, it's not because they care about their employee. It's because they're going to have to pay out some kind of settlement because you died on the job. Exactly. Right. They won't be sued. Could, I agree with that 110%. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're not losing sleep over their employee. No. Yeah, I know that. Yeah. Uh, when you got nothing, you got nothing to lose, Nelson. So send those nudes. Yeah, is this is this Wait, woman what? is this woman continuing to text you? They're saying yeah. you have nothing to lose. So if you send the nudes and they try to extort you, it doesn't matter. Oh so yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, Keep yeah. Sending yeah. them out, it doesn't matter. They don't about, have anything not, anyways. They're talking about my nudes, not their nudes. Oh, they want to see Nelson's nudes. Yeah, because he said that nobody could extort him because he doesn't yeah. have any money. Right. Oh. Do yeah. we want to see? I mean, somebody wants to see it, and he's sending them to the gals. How do they reply? Favorably. <laughs> Got a good shape. I mean, like, what's the usual? Is it words or text, or is it? It's like wh- a panting face emoji, you know? Oh, my God, I got to. Really? No, that's not true. <laughs> I mean, I have received favorable response. No, I'm not going to show you a picture of my. No, he want to see the response. <laughs> I want to see both. I know you do. A little tilt. You should like feel flattered. Tipping. Yeah, I, I kind of am actually. I'm almost. I'm almost tempted to send them to you. Oh no, I don't want you to send them to me. I'm oh no, you go get them. I'm not gonna get them on my phone. I 
<laughs> can't have that stuff on my FBI phone. Uh-huh. Your FBI phone. The last one says Nelson is going to get banned from going to haunted houses. Yeah, probably. All right. I wish. Uh, Mickey's up next. Enjoy. You got anything before we get out? <laughs> Send them news, Nelson. Send them news, Nelson. <laughs> Nelson. Send them news, Send you, them Nelson. News. <laughs> Please. All right, look, have yourself a great, safe rest of your day. All goes well. We'll talk to you tomorrow at 6. Ah, That's enough nonsense for today. This has been The Bailey Show. What big award did you win today? You know, I kid out of disappointment. Not listen.